The poker made a mistake. They, they, I'm nah, saying they, it's they, a head high. They hit him in the head. How is, that, it's, how is that a mistake when they look at it and they say it's high that mm. it's not 10 in the bin? How is yeah. that a mistake? I, 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 I don't understand what we're arguing about. Did he hit him in the head? Yes. Yes. Then it's off. In the story. It's but, but he didn't get but sent it, off. But he shouldn't get sent off. But he should have. Oh my gosh. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 80 of the Sideline Story Rugby League podcast, the greatest view of rugby league from the sideline. I am your host, Daniel Tassoni. Another great week of rugby league to cover on today's episode. A big welcome back to my co-hosts, Nicholas Guild, and especially my boy, Ryan Clark. How are we, boys? <laughs> this is my first normal episode for the season. I'm good, mate. I'm good. Welcome back. Thank you. Mac the kitchen for the first time today yeah <laughs> what did you just say Dan- daniel's not going to understand 12th man references yeah, right, too okay. young. Hey, no i remember that it was on the they used to have that on the cds they used to give it to you from the tele the telegraph hey. didn't they? <laughs> tapes i used to listen to tapes oh sorry <laughs> I'm, I'm past tapes i'm past tapes anyway clarky we did miss you last week so uh, you've also missed something that was important that you had to be a part of, but that's my bad because work clashed and we all got into a bit of a jumble there, but it's okay. Uh, last week's bunker review, uh, Guilty and I, uh, if you listened, I hope you listened, Clarky. Um, did you listen, Clarky? Yeah, yeah, you did. know what? You know, I don't listen. No, you're a dick. You didn't listen. <laughs> you, didn't listen. <laughs> you just ask your missus, how was the episode? Uh, uh, anyway. What did she say? She said it was a good one. Did she say I was good? My mother in my mother in law likes you, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> but you're of the same you're of the same generation. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. yeah Tell her I like age. her too. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, for our listeners who don't remember or didn't listen, especially Clarky, uh, we gave our revised end of season NRL ladder predictions after. Round 27. So that's the regular season. Uh, Nick and I gave those, but we missed Clarkie's because he wasn't on last week's episode. So Clarkie, we're going to start with your revisions and we're going to begin with your wooden spooner. If you've changed anything, by the way. You could just, like, I've you could just look- stuff us right up, Clarkie. You just go, no, I'm good. Go with the same, same one. Man, I was going to, if I was involved last week, I would have just said, no, no, I'm going to back myself. After one week, like, come on, like, really, you can't really. But, mate, after two weeks. Yeah, you got a, you got a little advantage there. Yeah, after two weeks, mate, the way the, the, way the Tigers played yesterday, they're getting the wooden spoon. They're going to go Ooh. back to back spoons. Mate, they were fucking dreadful. <gasps> Get out of here, Ryan Keith Clark. I said, and I, I had a, um, I had a big lunch with, Ten Western Suburbs supporters, and one of them was on was going to the game after lunch. And I said, "If mate, if you can't beat the Knights, who are awful in themselves, then you're going to get back to back spoons." So I'm going to stand by that. Not just not just can't beat the Knights, but can't beat the Knights without their hooker and their oh, five yeah. eight. Oh, yeah, that's they're bad. two captains, they're two and captains. um, and one player so, got sent off. Sent yeah. off. And the made the dragons. They were they were impressive. So I had the dragons as a spoon. So I'm just gonna I'm gonna bump the dragons up two spots 
So you got so the next one is you got you can play with this. So you get sixteenth mm-hmm. to thirteenth. So you get to play with um four teams there. It doesn't matter where in no order. They just have to be between sixteenth and thirteenth. So who are your four teams? Who are my four teams in the bottom? Yeah. Yeah. After the spoon, obviously. It's still all the same. Just say, I've, I don't have an order for you, but I, I don't think that I think the Dolphins. Obviously, again, like if the drag if I if if, the, if I would have said the Dragons weren't going to get the spoon, I would have said the Dolphins, but I don't think it'll be either of them. I, th- I just think it'll be the Tigers. Okay, so you initially... And, ev- and everything else, I've kept the same. Okay, so you initially had the Dragons at last, now it's the Tigers. Yep. yep. You're t- the Tigers were 12th, so you've pushed them up. You've pushed them down, what, five, six spots? Yep, and then everyone else just goes up. Okay, so Manly's going into your ninth to twelfth. Yep, and then you've got Warriors, Dolphins, Knights, Dragons in your thirteenth to sixteenth. Yep. Okay, so for the listeners who want to hear the rest of it, Clarkie's ninth to twelfth is Titans, Bulldogs, Broncos, and Manly. Now, he's top eight um, from eighth and ascending up. Uh, Raiders in eighth, Sharks seventh, Eels sixth, Cowboys fifth. Storm fourth, Roosters third, Rabbitohs second, and Panthers first. I'm going to say one thing before we move on. I made a boo-boo last week and said the Raiders would make the eight. I'm changing that to the Broncos and swapping them, and that's that. Oh, actually, no. I'm going to swap them as well. Oh, very good. I'm just, swapping, good. I'm just swapping the Raiders and the Bronx. Okay. I got the Broncos looking. Oh, yeah, man, they look fucking fantastic. But, boys, we're going to move on to today's synopsis. Big episode today. Kicking off will be our round two NRL recap, as well as the sideline story MVP 321s for each match, presented by our beer sponsor, Akasha. Plenty to, to discuss this week, boys. Penrith are bouncing back to premiership contenders, seemingly. Uh, possible game of the year between Cronulla and Para, early contender. Uh, Broncos, as we said, are showing early signs as finals hopefuls. The Roosters, still slow out of the ruck to start the season. The Dolphins shocked the rugby league world again. The Bulldogs upset Melbourne in Melbourne. Uh, Tiger Town, utter disappointment over there. Uh, and the Dragons make their 2023 debut due to the buy round. And of course, our rapid fire tips for round three. After the NRL, we were checking around the grounds for all our non-NRL related rugby league coverage, where this week we look at the round four results of the Super League, the main headlines in the UK and some updates in the New South Wales and Queensland Cups. The back end of the show is our fan favourite bunker review segment, where this week we go in on some change in protocols for concussion in the NRL. And our second topic, which I didn't write down, I need to check what we did, what we're doing. Oh, expansion is now taking a serious turn into overdrive. So I can't wait to talk about that again, boys. But in 2023, we are proudly sponsored by Akasha Brewing Company, the beer from Sydney's Inner West, and Rusty Penny Brewing Company, the beer from Sydney's West West. Check these guys out by clicking the link in our episode description. Let's go, boys. Round two of the NRL. We're always going to start our NRL recaps, our round recaps, with the sideline stories tipping and super coach leagues. So we'll start with tipping. 
Don't start with tipping. We're going to start with tipping. And I'm going to start with Gildy's tips. Gildy got a paltry two for the week. Clarky got three, uh, which isn't as as much better. And I didn't do much better than that. I got four. Uh, The highest tippers of the round in the Sideline Story Tipping League went to Nesticles. So that tipster is Damien. And Rutho, and that tipster is Andrew. They both got a league high of five. That's the highest tips for the week. Anyway, uh, we ha- we now have eight tippers leading the comp. They're currently on nine points. And we have grown our tipping competition to 27, and it's still going to be growing because for anyone that wants to join, we're closing our tipping after round four. So create an account on tips.com.au, enter the league code to triple nine six five. And if you win, you win some Akasha and Rusty Penny beer and vouchers. Very fantastic. Boys, what happened this week, by the way, in tips? Guilty, I'll start with you. Oh, man. Look, look I, I'm always going to go para. And that was like you guys said, it was a good game. Mate, the Broncos, Cowboys. Yeah, I don't know. I picked the Cowboys, obviously. Um, the Dolphins, I didn't think they'd be able to do it twice. Neither did I. They did. Uh, mate, not many people would have picked the dogs. Let's be honest. Ah, come on, I did. You would I picked have. Them, I picked them yeah. strategically. Thank you very much. Uh, I think more heart than head. No, no head, mate. Head. The last two games, I mean, look, I got them both wrong. So did I, <laughs> mate. If you're a Dragons fan, and I've got a funny feeling, one of those guys who, who killed it is a Dragons fan. They're going to pick the Dragons, and um, mate, mate, the Tigers and the Knights. Look, Jesus, what is a Tiger? Mate, oh, Tigers are killing me. I got th- I got three, and mm. I picked against South, and I picked the Dolphins. What? Yeah. What did you get wrong? <laughs> you picked it right. You picked Penrith, you right. Penrith, Dolphins, and who's the third one? one? Uh, the Dolphins. Um, <laughs> would have been the the Roosters. <laughs> Seriously, yeah, right. I got I got yeah. the, I got the Roosters. Look at the roosters oh, and fucking panthers. <laughs> and you know what? I went I went I went one to twelve. So I got something good. Hey, fantastic, Nick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, hopeless. Anyway, um, some more some happy news for you uh this time, Nick. Uh, if we move on to the Solar oh, Stories Super Coach League. Yep. I'll start with you, Nick. Uh your 85 Bears defeated Brett's Saffa Rabbits. 1,040 to 962. Let me just say, before I talk about the other game, if you're getting, if you're cracking a thousand this week, you've done something very, very Mate, good. There's a few on our comp that's cracked a thousand though. I'll tell you that much. They did. I think they did really well because in a, a few other leagues that I'm in, some of them have players that have been playing for bloody decades. <laughs> they, they couldn't crack 900. I cracked, a thousand, I cracked a thousand and Lost to you, dickhead. Ah, let me just uh, let the listeners know, Clarky. What'd you get? So my team is cr- crazy eighty eights, and yeah. I defeated Clarky's Crane Brook Rabbits one thousand one hundred and sixteen to one thousand fifty one. So you spewing Clarky, yeah. yeah, that's twice Clarky could have um beaten Nick, and you didn't verse him. <laughs> and I had a big score last week and lost. So yeah. Mate, um, I got the largest score of the week as well with um one right, one right one here. one one six. Oh, hey, You're I, the greatest. <laughs> listen, I'm giving everyone 
a shout out if they get the largest score. If it's me, I'm going to shout myself out. Thank you very much. Yeah. I deserve it. <laughs> so anyway, um, I'm not going to give a ladder update just yet uh, for, for everyone. Um, but I'll just say this. There are five teams currently undefeated after two rounds. Um, I'm one of them. So I'm coming fifth. Uh, Guilty, you're 12th with one win and Clarkie, you're 16th with no wins. So as the competition develops more, I'll give a proper update on the table. But until then, let's get into NRL round two. The buy this week was Manly. Game one, boys. The Panthers defeated the Rabbitohs 16 points to 10. I didn't think this game was completely polished uh, for the victory from the Panthers, uh, but I thought it was a statement nonetheless. Um, I think they're still premiership heavyweights after this defeat of the Rabbitohs. But um, Clarky, your boys didn't seem to really turn up until the end. So what did you take out of this one? Yeah, mate, I think the scoreline's very flattering. Um, I think uh, although Zach Thompson's going to be having nightmares from the bombs that Nathan Cleary was putting up, but... Mm. Mate, I love Latrell, and I, I think most of us on here do. Gildy bangs on about him being the best fullback in the comp, if not one of the best players in the comp all the time, and I never disagree with him. I feel as though when he comes out in the media and starts smack-talking, he never plays That's well not. the next game. Like, just stop, stop with the smack-talk. I actually do like the smack talk, but he he doesn't back it up. So, because what he said was there's a, there's a few cracks in the window, isn't that what he said? Something like that. Yeah, in the windscreen yeah. about Penrith. Yeah. yeah, in the windscreen. There you go. Yeah, yeah, but um, mate, he's mate, right. I reckon he's right. Yeah, but mate, at the end of the day, like I don't think Penrith were ever going to lose. They were never going to lose that game coming off coming off a loss when. We, when would have been the last time they lost back to back? It would have been back to back to back. Well, well technically, if you, yeah. If you, if you count the World Club Challenge, which they probably don't, because I don't think they care about it. But um, well, they yeah. seem to. They they fielded a full team. I think I think they did care it. about it. That's the problem. Yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah. Mate, I think I thought, I, as Io come back to red hot form, he was yeah. almost unstoppable. Liam Martin, even though he made. Half a dozen errors. He was, he was his lunatic best. And um, yeah, I thought that I thought that whole right edge had a night out. Martin Crichton Toto, they were on fire. Hey, yeah, well. yeah. What? No, I thought I thought uh, Martin dropped a lot of ball. I thought the left edge was pretty good too. If uh, Garner had held onto the ball, he was scored two tries. So I'm wrong, am I? <laughs> I don't think they had a night out. If they had a night out, they would have scored more tries. Oh, okay. God, I thought that. Oh, I think God, I think that the defense for the Rabbitohs was was pretty good. I just think that the Bunnies just turned it on way too late. Like at the end of the game, they were looking like I thought. You know what? They're going to win here. They're going to come over the top and win. No, here. I didn't think so. They never looked like they were in it until the end. But even then, I was like, Nah, Panthers have this in the bag. They, they outplayed them. If I was a Panthers fan, I wouldn't have been going. Oh, we're definitely going to win this. Oh, I wouldn't be saying, oh yeah, they're back and they're gonna win. Like I'm not I'm not taking it out of that. It's, firstly it's round two, and secondly, they didn't 
they weren't completely polished, like I said at the start, but they played 70, they played a 70 minute match that looked better than the Rabbitohs 70 minutes, you know? Yeah, 100%. Um, Cody Walker, Clarky, oh, this bloke needs no. to reel it in, eh? Do you, do you agree with that, Clarky? Do you, do you, do you, when he just loses the plot, because he lost the plot, do you yeah, just go, oh, I think we're out. I think we're gone. He's lost the plot already. Yeah. And I like, agree, yeah, I just, agree with that. He, yeah, he obviously just has, well, I don't want to say no self control, but on the field, I don't think he, can, he has any self control. He just, surely he, like, everyone's game plan is, who, it's like, who's the biggest shit stirrer? It's like, oh, you are, uh, just stir Cody up. And how doesn't Cody recognize that? Like, seriously, they've just had... I don't think he's got control, Clarky. That's the thing. Like, when 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 we play the Knights, I'll just go, Tyson, Gamble, off you go. Oh, 100%. Like, this one was Jerome Luai. Like, it's, it's, just, it's just too easy. That, that play the ball where he tried to smack which we made a reel out of, by the way. Oh, we tried to get Mitch Kenny in the head, and then he knocked the ball on. That was hilarious. It was just instant karma. Yeah. Do you know, look, he, you know what he needs to do? He needs to, this is coming from me, he needs to uh, get, you know, a bit of a wrapping around his wrist and just write, calm down, Cody. <laughs> <laughs> a good one, Nick. He does. <laughs> oh, yeah, I don't know. Obviously, You'd assume the coaching staff talk to him. So I don't think writing it down, I know you're taking the piss, but he's not listening to him. He's not listening to him. I don't think anything's going to help him. I think obviously it's just his, it's just him as a person. It's his mentality. And when he goes on there, he just red lines it the entire time. And hmm. yeah. I just, a- I just reckon that when he's got less space, like, look, everyone knows he's a good player. He's played Origin. You know, he's, um, he's always taken South, like, deep into finals. I just think that when he has less space, when he has less space, he gets frustrated and all of a sudden it's everyone else's fault. Hmm. Does everyone hate him? Like as fans? Yeah, man, everyone hates everyone. Yeah, I assume I assume so. 100%. I reckon that uh because I would some some yeah. people don't like Latrell because he's a tall poppy, but he he's not really that. He, I mean, you know, when he um no, he's when not he Cody not Walker. Cody, uh, yeah. He's not Cody Walker, though. Cody, yeah. People hate Cody Walker. Yeah, I'm assuming people hate him like most fans, unless you're a Penrith fan, hate um, Jerome Luai. Yeah, 100%. And it'd same, be, like, same it'd be like Michael Ennis. He's another same one. Level. Polarizing. Michael Ennis is another one that you just... Ah, you know what? I sort of even liked Ennis. Did you? Yeah, I did. Oh, I did. Oh, God, I loved you know him. He wasn't, he wasn't the same as... He was smarter than those two. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he, yeah, he's smart. Mate, um, the elephant in the room, boys, is um, uh, the halftime incident uh, where the a, a child or a 15-year-old, I think it was, got ejected from Penrith Stadium after a racial slur towards Latrell Mitchell, which, you know, has seemingly, seemingly uh, initially anyway, been dealt with appropriately by the NRL and the clubs involved. Um, Jason Dimitriou, uh defended Latrell Mitchell. I thought he did a good job. In the press conference, um, what, what but he do made... you need to defend it, Dan. What is he defending? Like everyone's agreeing. No, no, he... not well, not defend him. That's probably lack of like. I, I, th- I thought it was great. They stood up for him. Then maybe that's a better word to use because he, he, he was. Didn't just... he, he, he was very well spoken. Yeah, he didn't just fob it off. Nick, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. 
Um, but he made the extraordinary claim that this is, and it's true because it happened to Inglis at Penrith. Um, that's not the first time that it's happened to the club whilst they've played at Penrith. It's weird because um, there's got to be there's got to be an Indigenous player at Penrith. Um, but Naden Naden obviously not playing there now, but he was Indigenous. He was playing there. Well, they reckon that the the fan was a Roosters fan, like wearing a Roosters jersey. So I don't think it matters really. It's just what 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 do you, in your opinion, boys think should happen to fans that that use racist remarks towards players and get ejected? By the way, they get caught. Uh, lifetime ban, easy. Yeah, I don't have a drama. With them. You know what? Look, they know they're doing the wrong thing. Come on, you know you're doing the wrong thing. And he's doing the bloke's doing it to to sort of get under Latrell's skin for some reason. Doesn't like Latrell, Roosters fan. Latrell used to play for the Roosters. Who knows? Yeah, Clarky. Yeah, look, if they're over this, the issue is the fact that if he, how old he is, is he fifteen? And obviously, yes, you know when you're fifteen, but you're also very fucking dumb at fifteen years old. Mm. Yeah, but there's all the other fifteen year olds who aren't doing it. I don't care. Yeah, yeah, no, Tough. I get I get that. But like, I don't know. He's 15 years old. So what when he's 35, he still can't go to a footy game. You know what? <laughs> Everyone will think of it twice. Uh, no, right. yeah, no, no. I but then in saying that, if they don't come out and give him a life ban, then it just opens up the because they've never it's never happened before. Do you I get a life ban if you do a streak? Yeah. No, no, you get a five thousand dollar fine and you probably get like a year's I ban think- or some shit. I think you need. I think they need to come out and say it's a life ban, and then maybe behind closed doors they can appeal it and get it down to five or something. Ten. Ten. Twenty-five. Ah, ten years. But look, <laughs> I don't care if it's lifetime. Personally, yeah, yeah. fair enough. Um, Clarky, some some good news for the Rabbitohs, despite the fact they lost. Um, we're going to do AJ Watch every week. So Alex Johnston's climb to becoming the highest try scorer in Australian rugby league history. Uh, he claimed his first try uh, in 2023. His tally is now 167. He's currently in fifth place. Uh, his first task is to chase down Brett Morris, who is in fourth place on 176 tries. So that's nine tries ahead. He was equalized. equal with someone, yeah, before that? No, no, no. He was ahead of Menzies. Menzies on 165. Oh, okay. So, okay. like, I'm going to maintain my prediction I think he's going to get 25, which will mean he will surpass Billy Slater, who sits in second spot on 190 tries. Um, that's AJ Watch this week. How happy are you for for, for our boy AJ Clarkey? Your boy, actually. Oh, yeah, it's awesome. And he hasn't actually got a um, – they were saying on the coverage that he hasn't got that good of a record in um, at Penrith. So Well, that's because he's lost the last nine of ten matches well, against them. Yeah, that is, that is one reason. One reason. Um, Nathan Cleary and Jerome Luai uh, have foot injuries from this game, uh, but they should both be sweet after the bye in round three. Uh, obviously, Taylor May is out for the season uh, in some injury and suspension updates for both clubs. Uh, for the Rabbitohs, Tavita Totola, uh, he should be sweet for round three after HIA or head knock. And Jai Arrow was a late scratching uh, due to his hamstring, and he might be out for a, a while, Clarky. They don't know how long. He's going yeah, to be they're, out yeah, they're saying indefinite. So, well, that was two players that you guys missed in this game. Yeah, massive um, players, very yeah. important. Um, partnered partnered with them. Uh, you've got Harme Sele and Jacob Host, who should be back next week as well. Uh, you've got Saliva Havili still out till mid season, and Liam Knight as well. 
But yeah. The new guy I'm gonna bang out bang on a bit about this year if he keeps playing like this. And I I uh criticized him for being a fatty last year, but Shaq Mitchell, Latrell's brother, he's playing great. Oh, he's fantastic. Yeah, and getting through some minutes too, like fifty one minutes. And I thought he honestly, do you know what I thought, which is super unfair. I'll go, yeah, he's only there because he's Latrell's brother. He's absolutely not. He's 150 meters every game. He, he like he's lost a shitload of weight. He's still big, but it, when when we signed him, he probably would have been just because it was Latrell's brother. Yeah. And if he would have kept the weight on, he would have been picked just because he was Latrell's brother. But now he's there on, yeah. On his own. Well, they've ability. got uh, Saluka so, so Fafita that he's he's keeping. Really, I know he played on the weekend, but only for injuries. Yeah, he's keeping him off the in, out of the bench. Yeah, hundred percent. Guilty, the Akasha MVP three two ones, please. Three two ones. Okay, we've got Yo three, Stephen Crichton two, and Liam Martin one. Fantastic game two. The Sharks defeat the Eels thirty points to twenty six. Fantastic game of footy here, boys, uh, from both teams. Uh, it's very exciting. Um, as a neutral, uh, I'd, I'd imagine it was a nail biter for a Sharks or Paris supporter. Um, it's easily game of the year, Lil. Uh, Paris started both halves on fire, and the Sharks ended both halves on fire, which made this game so even because they're equally as good as each other. But guilty, it's another close one, but another loss for your Parramatta Eels. Yep, yep. You know, it's funny, like when you guys were saying this is a great game, I wasn't sure if you were being smart, smart asses or not because as an Eels fan, you mate, you're just cringing. It's- well, 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 I know what you're saying because speaking to Cronulla fans and Para fans, I, like I, like Clark and I are talking to each other and we're like, this game's hectic. But everyone that is a Cronulla or Para fan was like, that's not NRL standard. There were so many errors. It's like, yeah. I get it, but it wasn't. It wasn't like last week against the Storm. Like that game had 30 plus errors. This one, at least you were like testing your hand and the the errors weren't like fundamental errors. You know, I didn't think there was many fundamental errors here. It was very exciting to watch as a neutral, I've got to say, but I can understand where you're coming from. I, I, yeah, as a Parramatta bias, I just, I'm frustrated because we're in their half for 70% of the game and we can't win the game. What's going on? And then every time, every time that the Sharks made it into our half on runaways or whatever it was, you know, they'd score. Will Kennedy, mate, how many tries did he score? Three or four? Three. First time ever. Got a hat trick. First time. He looked good as well. And they're talking about he doesn't have a contract, I don't think. So someone's going to have to sort something out there. Mate, um, what was... Dylan, let, let me talk about Dylan Brown firstly. Let, let me talk, talk about him. First half, non-existent. Second half started like a house on fire and then went back into his shell. For halves, and this is to our listeners, second half onward is when a half excels because fatigue kicks in. And that's when Dylan Brown's time is to shine. And I thought he started that second half really well. And then he just went back into... You know, he ran for 200 metres. Yeah, but he... Man, that first half, man, he... His misreads in defence were very evident, yeah. very evident on that left edge too. By the way, he's considered like a lot, lot of commentators consider him one of the best defensive halves in the game. Not not this game. Not this game. No, you're no. right. No, him and Bryce Cartwright uh, <sighs> were just lost for two of the tries. That 
Nakora scores one, and I forget who scored the other. Maybe it was Nakora twice. Yeah. But it, it was. He played well. Yeah, he played fantastic. Yeah, I'll, I'll fantastic. tell you what my take is. My take is that for some fucking reason, Brad Arthur doesn't know how to use the bench. So he used 16 players again, and one of the 16 players got 10 minutes. Was that Makahisi so, Makatoa? Yep. Now, no, no, no. Makatoa got Makatoa got more minutes this week. He didn't get any minutes last week. Which is ridiculous. Um, no, no, no. Um, the fella from Newcastle and Wiramu Greg, they got 10 minutes combined. And Wiramu Mom- Greg didn't get in the field. Yeah, Momosea. Momosea. Mate, look, I thought, personally, RCG played great, but he looked tired at the end. And I'd rather a fresh player who's running forward than a tired player with a possibility of more injuries. And then when Brad Arthur's asked about why he does what he does, he goes, oh, we need him out there. Yeah, but so what you're saying is we've only got 15 players that can play. Junior Paulo had a, a large spell on the sideline. Is that is that so, purposeful for an impact player or no? Nah, well, look, RCG played the whole first half and then yeah, came off and came back on. Mate, look, as far as I'm concerned, if you're a prop, if you're playing playing around 55 to 60 minutes, that's a big game for a prop. Yeah. If you're a bench prop, you should be getting around 35 minutes. Mm. And if you got two players on 10 minutes. That means every other player's out there for too long. They, and and you, they look tired. There's points that they look tired. And the other one is uh, um, our hooker. I mean, he's old, right? We don't have anyone to come on for him. When we've got a few guys, uh, I, I definitely don't want Jacob Arthur on there because he's not a hooker anyway. But there was a few times where he made the tackle and then the gap, a lot of, a lot of teams now run back towards the back of the ruck. So they're going to head back in towards the rock. He just stands there because he's tired. Mm, which isn't good. You can't hide there. Well, that, that's what he was doing. He'd make a good tackle and then they'd run back in towards the rock. And then you go, man, that's that. He's he's the issue. That's the issue there. And I've defended him a lot because I think his attack's pretty good. A lot of people have gone, ah, you know, he's not that he's not he's old, he's he's past it, but his attack's fine. His defense. And I just don't think he's fit enough to mm. be an 80-minute hooker. Mate, anyway, um that's what I saw. Bailey Simonson made a return, um, but he replaced Sean Russell, who is apparently out for the year after oh, his suspension. He's What's the go? Is it, it's not confirmed yet. They reckon yeah, his shoulder. Yeah, it's he's confirmed. He's out for the year. Yeah. Oh, no. so he's out for the year last year. He's out for the year this year. Uh, look, man, I, look, I, don't, I don't know if you remember. Simonson sort of pushed his way into the centres last year for some reason. Whackers back out there in the centres. Mate, I'd I, thought, love... I thought Bailey. I thought Bailey did did, did himself a service. Well, Wonga Black didn't really play that that great against the Sharks. Yeah. Unfortunately, Mate, we got Hayes. We got um, Hayes Dunster coming through. He has played first grade at a high level. Mm-hmm. Look, Wonga Blake's the, the bloke that is looking least likely to stay in the side if he continues to play like that. I don't care what anyone's. I, I don't think he he doesn't do enough. Mate, um, you haven't really got many people in the in the bin either. Like you've got. Madison suspended until round four at his own volition because he made a decision to. Oh, we got do Lane. That. Lane's out. Sean Lane's a big round. one. You know, like he's a big one because you've got Dury and Cartwright there who wouldn't be starting if he was fit, obviously. Yeah. And Dejan Arcee, he should be back next week. So you haven't really got many people in the bin. I'm I'm sort of hoping that. Well, I don't think they're going to play Arcee till midway through the year, but I was sort of hoping that they'd bring him as as the as a possible hooker option. I think um I think your run for the first five rounds is very difficult. I'm sure you've got 
Storm Roosters and Rabbits. Manly this week. Oh, it's Manly, is it? Yeah. So you got Manly, and then I'm pretty sure it's like Roosters and Storm or yep. Rabbits are in there. Uh, Roosters and Rabbits. We played the Storm. Roosters yeah. and Rabbits. Sorry, he did play the Storm. So it's a pretty hard run. Like people are, or pundits and people in the media are saying that you could lose all five games. Of course, you could lose all five games. I don't think you will because you're just losing these matches against quality opposition. Like the Storm and the Sharks are, are good teams. Hey, we should have, but the, that's the thing as a Para fan, you watch that game. And look, and, and maybe a Cronulla fan listening to this is just going to go, nah, that's bullshit. But I thought Para were the better side. I thought Para were the better side against the, the Storm as well. And maybe this is just being a Para fan, but they were. But the problem is, is that they they're not winning. off. They, sw- not they switch winning. off. And when they switch yeah. off, they leak two tries in a row, like bang, yeah. bang. Anyway, um, the Sharkies prevailed. Uh, their injury updates are Jack Williams and Nico Hines uh, might be back for round three, but they reckon Nico Hines' calf is problematic and it might be till round five. That's the latest. We might see him. Uh, they've also got Matt Ikuvalu out indefinitely for a knee injury and Cade Dykes is out for the season. Just for everyone's knowledge as well, we're going to be giving injury and suspension updates every week because it's important. Cade Dykes and... Um... And uh, who was the other one? Who's the winger? Matty Cavallo. They, they're not playing first grade anyway. No, nah, no. Nah, it's Hines and Jack Williams. Yep. Well, uh, even Jack Williams is fighting for a spot. I think um, Braden Trindle's killing anyway. So yeah. he's, he's he's creating a little bit of a headache for I, – I'd imagine he'd be coming off the bench then the way he's playing because he's doing to. really well. He's, been, he's, too, he's probably the best reserve half in the game right now. Yeah, off the top of my head, I'd say he is. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Guilty, the Akasha MVP 3-2-1s. Okay. Um, Hopgood, three. I captained him, so it was 240 points or something. How good is that, eh? Uh, Will Kennedy had a blinder. Um, and RCG, like I said, he was just – he's on for so long, he made 190 metres. and He was the best prop on the field, but he needs a rest. He needs a rest. On Jermaine Hopgood, firstly, we, we predicted it. Uh, he is fantastic. The guy is a bulldog. He's involved all game. I will say, but he has – like you said, he's got moments of um, uh, fatigue and he got ripped by um, Matt Moylan for one of the tries. And that's just because he's such a hard worker and he's trying to get in that line and too tired. Like, maybe to be Henry... fair, he's probably he's playing on 50 tackles. Like he's a rookie. Yeah, well, maybe, they should, maybe should, they, should, they should sub him off. Like like he's, right he's playing sub 70, him off. He played 71 minutes. Sub him off he's early. A, um... Yeah, but if you sub him off, then Brad Arthur will have to like play a reserve, and you can't oh, that's crazy. play all four. Mate, <laughs> here's one last bit of uh, Eels news. Did you see Nathan Brown getting okay. signed by a team? No. Oh, yes, yes. I thought it was about the coach Nathan Brown, the player Nathan Brown. Yes, he's gone to the. Where's he gone, Nick? He's gone to the Roosters. <laughs> Whoa! Immediately too. So apparently, yep. apparently, um, he's on six hundred k, and you guys are paying half of it. Yep, that's right. Interesting stuff, eh? Yeah. Interesting stuff. Game three, boys. The Broncos defeat the Cowboys 28 points to 16. Played in wet conditions. Queensland was um, torrential this weekend. Uh, but this is the first Queensland derby of the year. Uh, very high quality against two early informed teams. Uh, Clarky, Reese Walsh. I thought he made a triumphant return to his junior club. Yeah, mate. No, I didn't... I didn't. I definitely didn't. Well, I didn't pick him, so I didn't see that coming. It was just me. It felt like Reese Walsh has played for the Broncos before. Yeah. When they said it was his first time, I'm like, Are you sure? Like, check Wikipedia. No, he hasn't played. No. Well, he never played for them. 
No. But his whole juniors was with him and he yeah, right, seemingly okay. That's loved why he left because he wasn't getting a go. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, right. But he, he but, like, loved the club. I remember in, like, preseason, he's like, I love the club. <laughs> it's like, you know what I mean? And fuck, he played mad. He was good. Yeah, he, mate, he was phenomenal. He, um... That's the best. It'll be the best game he's ever played. Like he didn't play. He didn't have that quality game at um when he was across the Dutch. Well, at the Warriors. Well, what 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 helps is that it, the, the the Broncos team is so well rounded that everyone that. everyone gets a leg up. You know what I mean? So he looks better because the other players are doing their job. At the Warriors, you know, there was a couple of kinks there because of COVID, and you know they didn't have a well rounded side as a result of COVID. I'm going to say. And Reese Walsh probably couldn't play as good, but he was still standing out in that side. Now he's standing out in the side with good players. I'll tell you what the Broncos have got is that we all know their forwards are good, but their backs are they're not necessarily slick players who have these great backline moves, but they all are workers. Mm. Every one of them, all four of them. Yeah. So you've got Corey Oates and Cobbo who are monsters. And then Tony Stagg comes in and runs our dummy half, and Herbie Farnsworth does the same thing. Stags has been a little bit quiet from his shoulder surgery return. Man, so, I thought he played pretty well up against a pretty good center. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, he wasn't bad. You know? He just, he just, he, his defense is is on song. That's what I like about Katoni Stags. Um, you said Corey Oates, Nick. Now we'll talk about his incident. So uh, there was a sin bin, and in that ten minute period, the Broncos scored twice. So that obviously gives them. A big advantage having an extra man on the field and um you know scoring two drives in that period and going ahead to 20 to 10 but um Corey Oates uh was hit high by Scott Drinkwater uh Scott Drinkwater rightfully copped a sin bin uh Drinkwater's taken a three game suspension for it uh but Corey Oates is out for the next 6 to 8 weeks as a result of a, a broken jaw from the hit bro- so he played the rest of the game with a broken jaw no, 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 no. He he failed his HIA and and um oh, that's, that's how right. that's how Jesse Arthur's Jesse came Arthur's in. came on, yeah, that's right. Who on his first touch set up a try, but anyway, good on him. Uh but yeah, uh that that's obviously a turning point in the game. It was pretty even until then, but that's at you know, the Cowboys unfortunately it's got Drinkwater's fault. Uh he it is what it is. Um so can't write the Cowboys off for losing, but uh, not taking anything away from the Broncos either. They better, played fantastic. Better the same one, I still thought. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, they they're kind of playing that 2015 style where they can attack from anywhere. You know, it's early days, but bloody hell, like everyone wrote Kevin Walters off, and you know he, he he's formed a formidable hey, team. You know what he can do? He knows how to use his bench. <laughs> he's got. Fuck your bit, all right. Got, I am. He's got two. He's got two hookers that that come on and work really well together. He's got Flegler and is it is it Palisaya, the other prop? Keenan and Palisaya, yeah. Yeah, who's going to the um, Titans next year, mm. mate? They're playing well. The Broncos Clarky. are playing well, and then the starting four pack. Um, what's the name of the prop that came from the Cowboys? Jensen. Yep, Corey Man, Jensen. He's starting and and just aiming up. You know, he, he takes that. He takes, he makes, I tell you what, he makes Payne Haas and Flegler look real good because he takes those shit ups. Mm. It's absolutely smashed every time and no one notices him at all. Yeah. But 
you know, then the next run and the third run, Payne Haas is making, you know, whatever it is, 10, 20 metres. I love your shout-out to the shit-hit-up uh, prop because you're the only one that I think shows them the love that they deserve. And it's great that you do it's it, Nick. Shit, it's a shit job. It sucks. <laughs> is, it, is it Dave Tyrrell? Is it... Is it... Oh, yeah, yeah. oh, Davey Tyrrell. Mate, that poor bloke, he used to take the first one and get absolutely bashed. Mm. Mate, um, I know I'm skipping ahead here, but um, Franklin Pelé for the Bulldogs did it against the Storm and he made like 25 metres from the shit hit up to... Mate, that was a great run. Off the kickoff, wasn't it? Fucking hell. Like, I was at the game live and I saw it and I was just like, he bulldozed over everyone. I was like, Jesus, this bloke is fucking... He's a monster. So do you know what I like about... What can well, I know we'll go to it later, but Canterbury give him a chance. Like he he got a couple of minutes in the first game. He's obviously yeah. got talent. He's well, got... It's, the Broncos are doing the same with with their their players too. Like it's it's just the new era, and you know some teams take it with both hands and they give their juniors and all their these kids a go. Like you know Jacob yeah. Preston's another one for the Bulldogs, but we'll talk about that later. Ezra Mam Ezra Mam's killing it. Oh, he's had two solid games for Brisbane, hasn't he? Mate, so like you, you wouldn't realize that he, um, you wouldn't realize that he's only played last year was his rookie year. Mm. And mate, Pat Carrigan's re-signed with the Broncos until the end of twenty twenty eight. And I've said this to you guys before. I think he's going to be the captain of Australia one day. And I uh, mean, I think he's a freak. He look, he didn't get points for us this week. He nearly did, but he's just such a good leader. Like he's bloody yelling all game. I don't know if you boys noticed it. He's he's onto them all game. And and like you, you can tell it's kind of his team, even though he's not the captain of the club, like Adam Reynolds is the captain and he's a great conductor. You can tell Pat Garrigan's the vice captain unofficially, let's say. Yeah, he's a very good player. He um he yeah. came on last year when Payne Haas was out injured and he just stepped up. So, Mate, the only they... sorry, Clucky. <laughs> remember they, they named Pat Carrigan captain after he played about dead set 13 first grade games, remember? Yeah. Mm. Back in the awesome Anthony Seabold days. He'd still be captain if it wasn't for Reynolds, that's all. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Mate, um, the only injury news besides Corey Oates for the Broncos is Kobe Hetherington, who's out for... They don't need him, I don't think. So he's out. And I reckon, I reckon he'll push his way into the starting side if he was healthy. Yeah, I think and so tackle. too. But right now, they don't need him. Like they're, yeah. they're, they're doing, That's their only really real injury concerns. And Corey Oates will get replaced by Jesse Arthurs. So, and Jesse Arthurs is... I rate him. Like Jesse Arthur's, when Jesse Arthur's first came through for the Gold Coast, they he, they were talking about him being a little bit special. And then he sort yeah. of just, they didn't go as well. So automatically you blame someone and all of a sudden Jesse Arthur's is not playing much first grade. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And, and now he's at the Broncos and he's got a chance. Oh, he's a good, he's a first grader. Yeah. He was awesome when he come on. He, you could tell, yeah. he, you could tell he come on and was playing like someone who knew that he was going to get a crack for the next two months. Yeah. Do you know who he's like? He's like Hiku. Not ultra fast, but just does everything right. Yeah. Unfortunately, um, now that you brought him up, he's uh, taken the early guilty plea for a crush tackle, and he's out for the next two weeks. So unlucky, Peter Higu. Same with Scotty Drinkwater. He's out to round six. So they've lost two two pretty decent players, the Cowboys. They're fullback and I'd say one of their star centers next to Valentine Holmes. So not great news. Um, the Cowboys are also... Um, they still got Jack Gosiowski and Ben Hampton out, but they should be back this week. Uh, Mitch Dunn and Hylam Lukey uh, have knee injuries, so they're indefinite. Oh, he's a big one. I'd say so, but um, he'll be back between round four and six, like Mitch Dunn will. And Luciano Leilua is still 
um, on the no-fault stand-down policy, unlike Talatau Moon, who is not on it, which we will talk about later. But um, where did the Cowboys go wrong, boys? I just... Uh, Was it the sin bin? Uh, look, Definitely think, didn't help. I think this, they, they went hard and Brisbane were better. Yeah. Do you know what Brisbane have? Brisbane have Reynolds. Reynolds just conducts so well. It's yeah. Reynolds versus Chad Townsend. Chad Townsend's pretty good, but he's not Reynolds. Yeah, Chad Townsend didn't have a great game either. Kicked the ball out in the full. Here's another one for you. Like Jeremiah Nanai, he scores these amazing tries, but he just doesn't do any work. Nah, that's yeah. I'm I'm a little bit worried about Supercoach for that reason, but he does get a try and breaks the line. So yeah, he scores tries. He scores them like they're going out of fashion, but. You need, he's not, not a worker. No, no, nah, nah, that's right. That's right. Anyway, Nick, we'll uh, we'll move this one on. Uh, the Queensland Derby, the Akasha MVP three two ones. I was just trying to go back and have a look which players for the for North Queensland played well. Cotter still played good, and so did um, what's the hooker's name? Uh, Reese Robson. Reese Robson tries hard every week. Uh, three two ones. Reese Walsh three. Ezra Mam two, and uh, Flegler one. Man, Flegler had like half an hour stint or something, and he and he made just as much meters as any other prop in the oh, Broncos. He's a beast. He's a beast. Man, he's big. Him and Herbie Farnworth, massive buys for the Dolphins. Massive. They're they're actually gigantic buys for the Dolphins. I'm, I, I can't fathom it, particularly how they're going right now, which we will talk about soon. Up the fins, anyway. Fins up, whatever. Hashtag uh, game four, boys. The Roosters defeated the Warriors twenty to twelve. Scorching hot conditions at Arlean Stadium. Um, I thought the game was played in slow motion, considering um, how hot it was. Um, the the pitch looked lovely, but the plays didn't. I thought the Roosters scraped this win against a courageous Warriors side who lost three plays during the game. Uh, but guilty, I don't think there's really much to see here for this one. There's Mate, more off-field Suwali stuff. Been, Suwali should have been sent off for that shot in the back. On uh, Clockstad. Do you reckon it was a send, uh, send me or send off? Either. Because, mate, he knew <laughs> that the board had been released. <laughs> he gets 10 minutes and then he gets sent off after 10 minutes. Mate, it's pretty bad. Uh, is it, that's like the whiplash, the whiplash hit you're talking about, yeah? Yeah, it is. Yeah, they, they, they should, you know, in England, they have zero tolerance for him. It's, it's Sinbin straight away. Zero tolerance. So, so you've got, um, uh, Who's the second row for the Dolphins? Who's killing it right now? Felice. Felice Kafusi. You got Kafusi, who's hitting blokes as they release the ball. No dramas, because that's it's almost simultaneous, right? Mm. No dramas. This wasn't that. This was seconds to think, and then he still did it anyway. Yeah, it's a bit filthy. Like I know it's a rush of blood to the head, and it's easy to say when you're watching. Uh, but hey, when you play, you know you know what you're doing. Yeah. You know you, a, just, you can just push them. It's a dog shot. It's a dog yeah. shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who was the um? Who's the number five for the Roosters? Your mate. The bloke who scored two your tries. Mate. Who's yeah, that? Your mate. Your mate. Who the yeah. that? That's the guy that you gave shit to last he week. Must have made his NRL debut on the week. He look, he, he's looking pretty good to be honest. <laughs> he's a different. He's must be a different Jackson Paulo. He's looking a bit bigger as well. <laughs> fuck, fuck you were slack two weeks ago. Not last week, two weeks ago, Clarky. Couldn't the worst play in NRL. Interesting, hey? Hmm. I'll just remind everyone about that. Anyone it's that's a Roosters fan? It's good to see that there's hope for everyone. Mm. I might have but, said this, but you know he's out of that same class as Payne Haas and um, 
that group of kids out of what's that uh, that high school in uh, Queensland? Keeper Park. Produces, yeah, Keeper Park High. He's out of the same class as them. They're right. Yep. Yeah. Well, he played well, mate. He scored two good tries on the weekend. Clarky. I know. Didn't do that to the Rabbitohs, did he? He did not. Interesting. Mate, um, on Joseph Sawali. So he has apparently re-signed with the club for one more year. So he's, because he's, we all know, uh, he's on one-year contracts with the Roosters. Um, He's re-signed for 2024. So he's knocked back Australian Rugby Union once again. The Roosters, again, have not confirmed this, but it's heavily, heavily confirmed without being confirmed. Uh, Spencer Lenu. And Dominic Young will be at the club in 2024 as well. Uh, we've already spoken about Nathan Brown. He's going there immediately. Um, but it's, it's for one year, Nathan Brown, though. You know that. It is for one year. Yeah. But I think that's to cover, um, uh, what's his name? Matt Lodge, because he's injured now. Uh, Angus Crichton. Angus Crichton's a big one. But on Suwali, the big talk is. Uh, he's re-signing and what that means for James Tedesco because Tedesco's contract ends in 2024. And the rumor is that his management said to the Roosters, oh, give us another year. And the Roosters are no. like, like, no. Yeah. Apparently it's 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 red hot. Like, I don't know if this is a beat up or not. I want to hear your guys' opinions on it. But what's going to happen with what what's the go with Sawali and Tedesco and the Roosters? What's your opinions? Who's, who's the better player? Who do you think it is? I think it's, well, you know, in two years it'll be Suwali. I think they're looking that way too, eh? Yeah. Clarky? I think they're playing a very dangerous game. I know Teddy's getting older, but, mate, he can just leave whenever the fuck he wants. Who, Suwali? Yeah. Yeah. So, okay, they flick Teddy... Yeah, and okay, Teddy will be on the back end of his career, but they flick Teddy when he's 31, 32. And then Suwali could just go, oh, yeah, I'm going as well. I'm going to go play for the Wallabies. Do you reckon they should do the old RTS, Anthony Minicello experiment, where you put Suwali in fullback halfway through the game and put Teddy in the centres on the wing? He has played centre how, how, how long is that going to appease him for? Well, it won't. It wouldn't. I mean, do you know? Do you know what? We can say all that, but there's another player who I think's better than both of them. To be honest, right now, Jackson Paulo. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> it. No, Joey Manu. I think Joey Manu could play fullback. Yeah, he could, and be probably better than Tedesco right now. So you reckon, regardless of what Suwali does, they're just going to go? Uh, say Suwali no, no, goes. You know what? I'm going to. I'm going to go to rugby in 2025, so I can play uh, for Australia. Um, in some test, yeah. I forget. I forget what it is. I think it's the Lions test in twenty five, and then Teddy goes. They go, yeah, see you, Teddy. We don't want you for twenty five either. They're gonna be like, yeah, we're all good. We got Joey Manu. No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying that when Suwali will sign long term if Teddy isn't signed. That's what I'm saying. I, I don't think he's gonna hold them to account when they say, hey, we trust you. You're gonna be our future fullback. Interesting, mate. Um, we moving on to another, uh thing we weren't clear about. We finally have clarity on it. It's Paul Momorowski. Yeah. Um, well, he's injured. So he has concussion symptoms from the preseason. So I don't know if it was in the preseason challenge or if it was in training, but he's got preseason, he's got um concussion symptoms. However, they are also still keen to get rid of him, despite the fact he has two years left on his contract. So 
he is said to be on 300k a year and they want him gone. So he's fallen down the pecking order like we predicted. Interesting stuff. He won't be there this year. He's going to go. Tell you now, he won't be there by halfway of this year. Yeah, someone will pick him up. Someone will pick him up. Um, Penrith. (laughs) Man, he was brilliant at Penrith. He was. But the Roosters do not like him. And I don't know if it's because he's not buying into the the way they play. Uh, You know, if that's the case, you'd be getting rid of Brandon Smith because... I haven't seen him. Well, mate, his first game was shocking, and then the second game he got injured. His back back got done like in the twentieth minute by his own player. So, you know, he was out. So, what do you do? There's not much to talk about. The game itself was a fizzer. It was bloody hot. The one player that stood out in the game, if we're talking about the Roosters Warriors game, was, in my opinion, and you might not agree with it, is Edward Cossey, the winger for the Warriors. Now, he. I think he's fantastic. I think I think he's doing a great job for them. Uh, defensively, he's gone well. Um, he's he's uh, catches that they targeted him in the Roosters game because he was in the sun. Eyes were in the sun. They bombed it about five times. He caught all of them and made meters. So that's my little shout out for someone that no one notices in the Warriors team. Do you, do you think he's going to be there long term? Because when uh, when Team Zelezniak comes back. Well, who's on the other wing for him? It's um, Marcelo Montoya. Yeah, I don't know. Probably He's not. been playing good too. Yeah, he has. But, yeah, it's a good point. Very good point. Brandon Smith, uh, we don't know how long he's out for. Victor Radley and Matt Lodge were late scratchings. Um, Victor Radley had a head knock, so he'll be back this week, they reckon. Matt Lodge has a facial fracture, so he's out to around seven. Lots of facial fractures in the roosters. And they're just punching on in the, in the bloody lockers. I don't know. Uh, Hargraves should be back this week uh, and we've still got long-term injuries to Angus Crichton or his personal reasons, uh, Connor Watson, Satili Tipanua and Billy Smith. So they've got a pretty pretty hefty injury list that will be cleaned up by this weekend, albeit without any uh, new injuries for round. Who have they got this week? Uh, I don't know. I've got to check the rapid-fire tips. Because... The South on Friday night. Ah, there you go. Yes. Thank you. Thank you, Clarky. A trillions. A trillions, yeah. It's 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 not called that. <laughs> anyway. Uh Jackson Ford, a lot of people bought him for super coach. He got knocked out in the second minute, I think. Yeah. Um, he did. Which, which yep. is unfortunate because he had a very good game last week. Uh similar with uh Chansey. He got knocked out uh, in the first half, which sucked because that was off the back of Suali's dog shot. Uh and Josh Curran also get injured. So upsetting news. For the Warriors in that regard, but we don't know how long those three players are out for. They're pretty important players to the Warriors uh, uh, team. Uh, they've also got DWZ out, Rocco Berry's out, Luke Metcalf as well. So, yeah, it's um, you know, they need any everyone on deck, and if they've got you know six in, six major injuries already, not good for them. They're but, still uh, they're rebuilding. They've made some good buys last year. They're, yep. they're not gonna. They're not. They're not gonna make the eight. No, but they're looking okay. Like Barnett's, but right near Corey is the best player. Game. Yeah, um, and and Dylan Walker's great off the bench. So they they're, they're getting they're they're, they're, they're doing some things right. And SJ's rocks and diamonds still, but you know Wade Egan's playing good. Yeah, he is, and he, he but he get, he's getting smashed every week. So I can't imagine him playing the whole year without getting an injury. Is, it, is he pumped. is he on a contract? <laughs> I don't know, actually. That's a good question. That's something I do not know. But anyway, 
uh, guilty. We're moving on. The Akesha MVP three two ones. Right. Even though I bagged him, I said he should have been sent off. He still played awesome. His Suwali got three. Lindsay Collins ran ran for something like one hundred and eighty meters and tackled strongly all game. And uh, for the Warriors, Toe Harris, he's just their best player. He's a motor, isn't he? Yeah. He's bloody good. Uh, he was involved in that mad try as well, that that bloody switch play and then the inside, the outside inside ball. Fuck, yeah. it was mad. Made a reel out of that one too, didn't we, boys? Trended hard. Um, anyway, I digress. Game five. The Dolphins defeat the Raiders 20 points to 14. The Dolphins go back to back on another momentous occasion in the club's history, winning in front of a sold-out Redcliffe crowd, KO Stadium, by the way. Uh, for their first true home match after promotion from the Queensland Cup. Clarkie, I think the Dolphins are riding a wave at the moment. Um, 75 years as a club to finally join the pinnacle rugby competition of the world and to be winning after we all said they'd be shit and get pumped every week. I think it's firstly great for the game, but secondly, great for the team. Big fuck you. It's a big fuck you to the... Um, the haters, I guess, or the people that doubted them. I don't think anyone hates their team. I think everyone loves their team because they're new, but they had a lot of doubters and they're proving us wrong right now, aren't they? 100%. Uh, quick stat for you. First time in the history of the Dolphins that they've won two in a row. Mm. Really? Yep. That is a, that is a cool stat. Clark, um, the laughing at you. Why are you laughing? Are you serious? Dan, are you serious? It's well, the first time in the comp. Oh, I thought you were talking about in oh. history, like in Redcliffe. <laughs> my God. Okay, right. I'm a I'm a dumbass. I'll sure. yeah. I'm sorry. Oh, <laughs> I didn't catch on. Um, my bad. Yeah, man. I think uh, yeah. Obviously, they're riding a massive wave of um of momentum at the moment. But yeah, just players like um Tabuai Fado. I like, I'd, I'd, like I questioned whether oh, he's playing good. I, I questioned whether he was a fullback. I'm like, oh, there's another one, another one of these wingers who just wants to play fullback. Like, mate. just there needs to be two wingers in the team, mate. Maybe you're one of them, but no, he's obviously the first two games has proven me wrong massively. But um, yeah, mate. Everyone just... on on him, Clarky. Like they've got Herbie Farnsworth coming in next year. Herbie Farnsworth playing centre for the Broncos, but he wants to be a fullback. Mate, if Hammer keeps playing like this, he's just so slick. Well, unfortunately yeah. for um, Herbie Farnsworth, I think his contract is just for the Dolphins, not to play a specific position. I know, so, I know but that's good on your card. That's, what, that's what I always, I always find that's weird when, when I talk about that. It's weird. But um, get him, Clarky. I, I agree with that. In saying that, Herbie could be a great fullback. We don't know. Like, like yeah. with uh, Hammer. Yeah. But um, yeah, look, everyone is playing. Above probably where they have ever played in their careers. Like they're pumped up. Tessie, like Tessie New and Jermaine Osaka, like they've never played this good before. Yeah, but you know, they're still, they still throw a little knock on here and there, both of them. Yeah, a hundred A little knock on in the game. Then you've got, uh, what's his name on in the centers? Uh, Branko Lee. Branko Lee. He still, oh, he still yeah. lets, a, lets a try and every now and then. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, you and Aiken is rock solid. Yeah. yeah, he's always been good in the centre. Maybe, position. maybe the second, the last couple of years in the second row has done him well. Like, yeah, oh yeah, you and I can rock for, mate. Kafusi, mate, don't run, don't, 
Mate, has he ever done this before? Like, what's happened? Like, I don't remember. He played for Australia. He's been a good player. No, I know that. But I don't remember him putting shots on like this. Or is it just because I try to avoid watching Melbourne? Mate, I think think that to appreciate him, yeah, like, he's he's always been a good player. Like, I remember this year when um, they were talking about, sorry, last year when he was talking about going and playing for Tonga, which is fine. Um, I was thinking before he said that, I thought oh, he's de- he's he's one of the first ones they picked for the Australian side. That's right. He did say that. I thoroughly remember it because you had the shits about it. Mate, he's a he's a he's a beast. And well, mate, look at his like two weeks in a row. The bloke fucking but, crunched someone. But he's not, you know, he's not crunching little guys. No, he's, he's crunching he's not... these tough, good players. What what I noticed is that they like their forwards are bloody pumped up like they are pumped up it's like we can't fail our do- the, these dolphins fans or wayne bennett i'll tell you he's never- pumped. tom uh, gilbert oh yeah can you be more pumped than gilbert see so you see his tongue wag tongue wag yeah, I saw- <laughs> he scored a try <laughs> how disgusting was it <laughs> man i'm gonna actually ask you about that i'm gonna ask you about it would you have awarded that try or disallowed it for his um hands on um tomoko Nah, it's a try. You reckon it's a try? They're both going for the ball. Clarky? Yeah, look, the rule is shoulder to shoulder, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Look, in 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 common sense rules, it's a try every day. Yeah, I think so. I think so. In common sense rules, it is. But, but he put, like, you know how, like, sometimes you got hands on him, this and that. Yeah, what do you then... want us to say, mate? Do you want us to say? Okay. Yeah, okay, the rules okay. say it shouldn't have been all a right, try. All right. It Nick, should be Nick. a try. There was less hands last week when Cole Flanagan touched Tom Trebojevic. Yeah, yeah, yet he got true. sin-binned. And then you this know the one difference? Is, is, is the difference is pu- Cole Flanagan was never going to get to the ball. Oh, here we go. Shouldn't have been, he shouldn't have been sent off, but I'm well, just if saying. He's pull, if he's pulling Tomoko off the ball, then he's not going to get to the no, ball No, but you've either. got two guys going for the ball. Yeah, and he's pulled him off it with his hands as he's but grabbed. They're both him. going for the ball. Both of yeah, them but, are going for the ball. Yeah, but it's shoulder to shoulder. You know isn't what? It? Hey, Tomoko, be stronger. <laughs> okay, <laughs> you're such a baby. <laughs> so hey, he had a blinder, Tom Gilbert. On the, yeah, on the, he, he deserved good. that try. Yeah, he didn't just deserve extra playing well. Yeah, he did. He's he's just really you know what he is. He's red. He's red in the face. Yeah, he's, angry. he's bloody angry. All right, mates. Um. Uh, the Dolphins also had a um, uh, a sin bin, Sean O'Sullivan, uh, for his hit on Corey Harawira Naira. Do we think that was a sin bin as well? It hit him in the head. Yeah, you know what? It, like if he look if if he, if if we're going by your rules, Dan, which is the letter of the law, yeah, it's a sin bin. But oh, here we go. It was it was mate. It was he hit him in the head with his shoulder. So so you agree it's a sin bin? Yeah. Oh well, look. And by the rules, it is. I, just, you know, I don't necessarily. I think Corey Harrow milked that one. To be honest, hundred percent, he did. Yeah. I thought so too. I, I thought it was. I thought it was like. I was like, oh, it's pretty. It's pretty harsh. But you know what? Credit to Sean O'Sullivan. Something I respect about players that get sin bindle sent off. He runs off. He doesn't walk like a dickhead. I think he tried some to players do. Did you see that? Was it? He was so frustrated with himself. He grabbed his hair. <laughs> Trying to Good pull it out. Man, he's one of the nice guys of the game, man. He, he, you know what? Credit to him. He's playing well. And what I like about the Dolphins is he conducts and then he lets Katoa like take control in the last 10, 15 where it matters. And just like the first week where Katoa had his hand in two tries, this week 
he was involved in that little step away and he gave it gave it to who scored the last try? Was it the hammer? Yeah, yeah it was. Yeah. It was. He had he had a it was it was his ball. And he's he just plays cool, calm and collected, and I really like it. And I'm really happy for Isaiah Katoa because there's no Milford coming back unless he gets injured, Katoa. Yeah, no. Look, I think it's one of those things where Bennett will just be saying each week, this is what you're going to add this week. This just this little one little thing, you're going to add this. Hmm. Dude, just keep doing what you're doing. Keep defending like you're defending. And now just add this little thing. Just try and remember that, you know. And look, Bennett's a master. Yep. Who would have thought they'd be 2 0? No, no one. They're in the no bloody one. top four. No one, mate. No one. Mate, um, look, for the Raiders, they are missing Josh Papali'i, Jordan Rapina, and Xavier Savage. That's their three, their only three, but they're pretty important players, particularly Papali'i. Um, and, yeah, Savage, Savage was supposed to be the fullback. I think the fullback's big because I just don't think Sebastian Chris is, and he's, no. he's just a hard running player. He's not that guy. He's not that he's, fullback. He's not player. that guy. Yeah. But but the Dolphins, this is going to be their first big test, and this is what everyone's saying, including us, uh, is their depth. Now, Edric Lee's been out since the start, and you know what? We we thought he'd be one of the starting wingers if he was fit, but he's he's out with an ankle injury for another couple of weeks. Uh, they've lo- they, they might lose Connolly Lumi Lou uh, to a head knock, who comes off the bench for him. He's Ray good. Stone. Ray Stone was a late scratching. Uh, Herman Essiesi was also a late scratching. They're, they're out to around I four. Think, I think Herman's been a late scratching twice, hasn't he? He played the first game. Yeah, he kept. They kept saying, "Yeah, come in." Nah, jokes. So he's. They reckon his peck. His peck is um, problematic. Uh, Ray Stone was a late scratching because uh, of his knee. Uh, they're monitoring it because he did his ACL last year. And hey, the uh, kid now, they brought in was excellent. Um, uh, he's an ex. He's played. He played for. Um, Mason yeah. yeah, yeah, he was excellent. It. Yes, he did really well, and that's and that's great. And I'd like to see that if if they can replace these players and they're of equal or better value, that'd be great. Uh, but one that they're going to really miss is Jeremy Marshall King. Uh, so he's he t- for two games for his dangerous contact on Hall's brother. You know what? The- I, I looked at it and I just went, "Yeah, that's a, it's." it's a I mean, you know what? I'll say something, Nick. I drop. I've said it forever. I hate that fucking cannonball hip drop tackle. I hate all, yeah. both of them. I, I hate it, and I it was know. gross. So he's it was. He weeks. didn't. There was no injury. There was no injury, but it was a hip drop. Yeah, that's the the principle which we've we've yep. we're advocates for is that he could have injured him. Yep. So, but the Raiders. Uh, maybe it was the wet, but they just couldn't get a, a wriggle on. And uh, credit to the Dolphins. Like, it was very close. It was one at the end of the game. Uh, it just looked like the Dolphins had it over them after that first 20-minute period Mate, where the Raiders Do you reckon? Scored. I thought the Raiders were camped in their half the whole game. Not, not, and- not the whole game. I thought they they tw- they turned the tide because they got like they got a cut, like a lucky try with um, Hammer at the start, and then they just kept weathering the storm, and then – Oh, another try. Oh, a penalty. Oh, oh, and then they bloody, yeah. It was. It, it wasn't. It wasn't a bloody. It was. It was a very fifty-fifty game. But the Dolphins grabbed the bickies, don't they? Cam- Canberra just didn't have the creativeness to get over the line. Mm. Maybe if they, they miss. Pa- they miss pa- Papa Lee. I think so. He sets that platform for for the halves, and you know, and, again, and and better when he's there. Yeah, he is. He is, and you know, again, rocks and diamonds, Jack Whiten. He's just not like he's. Yeah. I don't know what's happening. Like the halves aren't really forming well. Him and Fogarty, they're not really linking up great yet. No, not much cohesion, but it will come. 
it will come. They'll be they'll be in that nine to twelve mark. I've kicked them out of my eight, so we'll see what happens. But um, guilty, we'll move it on unless there's something else to say for the no. cash MVP three two one. Um, Hammer three, Tom Gilbert two. I mean, that could have gone either way. They were both awesome. Um, Tarpane one. Boys, game six, the Bulldogs defeat the Storm 26 points to 12. Uh, I got to enjoy this one live at Amy Park in Melbourne. Uh, so I just wanted to point out, and trust me when I say this, because this is the first time I've been to Melbourne for a rugby league match, uh, their fans are the some of the loudest I've heard. Now, there was a crowd of 18,000, so it was nearly near capacity, and they are bloody they are bloody good fans. I've got to give it to them. I've got a question for you. Give me a question. Do they know what they're actually screaming about? Uh, so. <laughs> I, I bet they don't. Okay. So I'll, I'll give you my personal experience. Uh, we had, because we were in, we were on the 40 meter line. So a lot of Melbourne members were there. Unfortunately, we were on the wrong side. So we, we were away from the, um, the kennel, the Bulldogs supporters group, which is what we wanted to be near. But that's okay. We're surrounded by Melbourne fans. We had about, Legitimately, I could count probably, including us, six or seven Bulldogs fans. The rest were Victorian purple-wearing fans. looking over at each other and giving yourselves a thumbs up. Yeah, so so there was a couple there. There was, a, sorry, a group of three there turned around and they went, we're winning. You know, like they gave us a thumbs up, which was nice. <laughs> but um, so behind us, there was a lady that didn't shut up. Like she was horrible, like a horrible fan that, is literally just yelling at the ref and she's we're on the 40 meter line and we're camped in our, in our bloody red zone, which is the opposite side of the field. And she's like forward offside. We'll give him 10. Like she's just a shit, a shit. Did she say this? Did she say, give him another million dollars? (laughs) Oh, did she say, Oh, disposal. Oh, great. Great. Oh, did she yell ball ball? (laughs) (laughs) No. So next to us was a lovely couple. Um, the guy, the guy was a rugby league fan, but his missus was an AFL fan. And every time the Bulldogs scored, my mate and I got up and we're cheering and it was dead quiet. Like it was like awkward cheering because no one besides the other six Bulldogs fans were cheering near us. And the lady goes, excuse me, I don't know what's happening because I'm an AFL fan. This is my first rugby league game. My husband was an AFL fan, but now he's converted to to the storm. He's a big rugby league fan. So we're talking to her. That was pretty cool. Right, quick question. Quick question. Yeah. What was the shape of the husband? Was he league or was he AFL? Uh, he looked like, he looked like a tall dude. I'd say AFL. Okay. Oh, there yeah. you go. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then there were people around us that were clearly like, they were leagueies, clearly leagueies, but they weren't loud. They weren't like, they weren't dicks to us, you know, and we weren't dicks to them, yep. uh, which was nice, but they were loud. Or like, like when, Nas scored that bloody, um, that bloody hit up try, and then uh, Jerome Hughes scored pretty much straight after, and the momentum started to swing. That it was loud, like, like they're gonna win. And I was like, "Fuck!" They, they, the crowd's behind them, like they're pumped up, and you could see they were pumped up, but they didn't win, and it was fantastic because the, dog, the dogs got up twenty six nil. They didn't. They didn't. We won. They sucked in because I'm a Bulldogs fan. But yeah, end of the day, we 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 the Bulldogs. When I say we, it's the Bulldogs. Uh, they put together a great performance. Um, a lot of people are saying the Storm had ten players out, and that's accurate. They did have 10, 10 players injured, if you're counting everyone. 
Uh, we had, let me count, one, two, three, four, five, six, eight players out if you count everyone. So I know that the, the, the Storm have a few key players out, but it is what it is. They're, 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 they're a successful players club. players that don't get injured. Easy. <laughs> it's not easy, but anyway. Um, if, you look, want a, if you want a 45-kilo you... fullback who's just a whippet, no dramas. Right up think... and your man. Did you think it was an upset, Guilty? Yeah, it's an upset. It's an upset. That's good to hear. Of course good it is. Who's saying it's not an upset? The the people that are saying that Melbourne have 10 injuries when they don't acknowledge mm. that the, the dogs have eight, but that's okay. Nah, no, that mate, that's the upset of the round. That's more yeah. of an upset than the Dolphins. It's good to yeah. hear. It's good to hear. Because they played well. Mate, Melbourne had... Melbourne in fucking Melbourne. Melbourne have like... Jerome Hughes still. They've got that, you know, they've still got some kind of players. Harry Grant was there. He played well, mate. Uh, yes, oh, up and down. Actually, I'll say he he played decent, mate. Him and him and, him and uh, Reed Marnie had a push shove. See that, mate. Reed Marnie, I'll tell you, he's a loud dude. Like going there live, like he is bloody vocal. Um, but the dogs, you could tell, he's the captain, mate. When yeah, he is, and mate, when they came out, you could see that the dogs, they looked ready for the game. Um, New Brown ran right over to our side. And he literally acknowledged the five, the five or six dogs fans and was like, "Hey, thanks for coming out." But he was pumped up. Um, yeah, they did well. They 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 you know it was an arm wrestle obviously obviously at the start, and then they just kept going back, chipping away. One try, two try. Jacob Caraz, Jacob Jake Avrillo. Like, the, what was great was that both wingers scored tries, so we were scoring on both ends, which is nice to see. Uh, it means they've got to attack both. They, they can attack both ways. Flanagan had again. I think he outshone Burton. Um, he played you really think? well. Yeah, man, no. Burton's Burton's not playing good, man. No, he's not. But he didn't play terribly. He played terribly last Mate, week. He's but... lucky he can kick because he didn't. He did nothing else. Fl- Flanagan. Flanagan. He must, he must be injured. Maybe he's injured. Man, he's... I just think it's timing out. They've got a new player on that left edge. They're trying Mate, to work that... out how to how what, to what, use him. What, what's what's what was good to see is firstly a victory, um, but secondly, that they were util- they were utilizing Kiki out the right way, giving him early ball on the run. Um, you know, he gave he, he gave a great ball to um, what's our center's name? I'm bloody having a my way, Paul Al- Alamotti, um, who then feeds at Ocar. And but the forwards did their job. I love Jacob Preston. He's a great purchase for the Dogs. Uh, he scored his first try for the club, his first try in general because it's his second NRL game. And he, he did fantastic. He's doing fantastic. Like, this is what I mean when what you were saying before, Kildy, where players are getting a go. Um, They take it with both hands. Franklin Pele is another one, like you, you mentioned. Man, do you know who I think is playing good? Fatali Mariner. Well, mate, actually, it's funny you say that. I So at the end, I, I, I stayed... Um, on the sideline to get photos with them. And I didn't get photos with um, a few of them, but I had a chat with Fatala Mariner for, for a couple of minutes. And firstly, his hands are like quadruple my size. Like the bloke's massive. Um, and he was really humble when he goes, oh, it's good to get the win, you know, like we've got to keep digging away. He goes, but the boys are, you know, the boys are, are starting to find some cohesion. And, you know, and, and my mate was like, oh, mate, you had a good game. And he goes, oh, I appreciate it. But, you know, it's team effort, team effort. Real humble stuff, you know. But I agree with you. That's why he's, that's why he's the club captain. Yeah. Mate, he, he, yeah, he looks like he's having 
some fun with this footy, uh, with his footy. And it's good to see that back in the Bulldogs for my sake, because they'll get more wins than losses. They might struggle to make the eight still, but it's all about cohesion. So and when, when you've got kick out on the left, it's less pressure on Fatali Mariner on the right. And he was always that sort of similar style of player. Just hits well, holes hard. Mate, I'll tell you that their their buy so far is is Reed Marnie. His service is yeah, is, he's playing is great, fantastic. We talked mate, about this. He started horribly. He started. Shit. He did. He made he two errors. Shit and he, pass. He had a knock yeah. on. Two knock ons actually. But then he um made some of the tackles he does, and I'm not talking about the textbook. Uh, just hit him in the middle. I'm talking about when um when Noz has got the ball and he jumps up to grab him. Do you know what I mean? Like he's ballsy. Mm. He's having a go. Yeah. Mate, um, the only thing I want to bring up again, like, look, the Storm have 10 injuries. Um, I didn't like Billy Kikau's trip on Will Warbrick. I think that's filth. Well, I didn't like 10. Well, he deserves so 10. Bad. Yeah, it was It was bad. And and you know what I don't like as well about it is that he's just getting a fine. Mm. Like he could have, he could have taken his, he could have, Bloody busted his knee doing that, as in Will Warbrick's knee. But anyway, yeah, I don't know. Look, you know, look, it's a dirty. It's that's a reaction one. That wasn't like he. Yeah, I, 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 I yeah. don't think that that was that bad, to be honest. Mm, okay, you reckon Josh Reynolds taught him that since he's been back? They brought that up. They brought that up in the coverage. <laughs> oh, did they? Yeah. I watched it at a pub. I couldn't. Yeah, they talked exactly that. Exactly what you just said. Mm. Yeah. Mate, um, just uh, before we move on, uh, I just want to list the Storms injuries here. So Xavier Coates and. Uh, was a late scratching, uh, so he might be back next week. Uh, Nas is now out for six to eight weeks. Uh, he, he did a high grade MCL, high grade MCL strain, yeah. so it's his knee. Um, they've also got Eisenhuth and Tarek Sims should be back this week. Munster and Jennings should be back the week after with Kamika Mika. Uh, they still got Tapai Moroa out and Justin Olam out for another month, uh, but it's Pappenhausen who they're waiting for. Uh, they don't know when he's going to be back. And obviously, Dean Eremeyer's out for the season. But the Bulldogs, um, we're not going to count Reynolds, but he's injured. Uh, Declan Casey, TPJ, Chris Patolo, Luke Thompson. There's four starters or four four potential starters. Anyway, guilty. The Akasha MVP 3-2-1s before yeah. we move on to a game that is not was not good, but off the field, there's a lot to talk about. So... Jacob Caraz, crazy feet Caraz, he gets three. Reed gets two. Viliami gets one. Yeah. Oh, there's a lot of players that could have gotten one here, but I'm happy with Philly kick out. Mate, um, game seven. So the Knights defeat the Tigers 14 to 12. Um, like I said, there's a lot to talk about here. Uh, the new era of the Tigers has not gone to plan. Uh, and as a fan, uh, if you – sorry, not me as a fan, but if you're a fan of the Tigers, I could imagine how – frustrated you would be to be supporting this club. Uh, they've lost two games they probably should have won, both at Leichhardt Oval as well. It's like the draw was made for them to, you know, open their open the season with two wins. Titans and Knights. Clarky, you've given them yeah. a wooden spoon. Yeah, uh, I, I'd yeah, I'd lunch with um yeah, all my Western Suburbs family and um yeah, mate. That, they're pissed off. <laughs> Yeah, and then I, w- I watched the game with my brother, who's a West fan, and mate, that <clears throat> obviously he's Luke Brooks. He's been playing for a couple of years, like has it been eight or ten or something like that. It's definitely been more than ten. 
Yeah. It's 10 plus. I don't know what it was about yesterday's game, but it was yesterday's game where I'm like, he's 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 never going to get it. No, it, it, that's what we said. We said if he doesn't get it with this team, he won't get it. But I don't know if it's Tim Sheens, Benji Marshall, Robbie Farah. I don't know if it's... I don't know did if it's, did it's Tim them. Sheens bring Brooks through way back um, when? Oh, that's a I think question. he did. Because I remember he had that debut against the Dragons. Everyone went, look at this bloke. Yeah, someone said the, the next Andrew Johns. After that one game. This is Brooks. Mm. Yeah, mate. Uh, yeah. You're right, Clarky. He, he, he won't get but, it. If they continue they, they yeah. continue this. I could have told you that last year. I told you that last year. Yeah, I know. But I don't know. There was something about yesterday's game that the penny dropped for me. Uh, they just have absolutely no shape. At all in no, attack. No. Absolutely nothing. Lou Brooks is nowhere to be seen. There is. He's playing on the wing. There is. He made that break on the wing. There is absolutely no game management whatsoever. There, there is. You know what the game management plan is? Give the ball to Dewey. <sighs> Dewey, do something. Mate, Coruscant hey, mate, didn't and- have a good game either. He, no, he he looks frustrated. He's just oh, like, of course yeah. he of course he fucking would be. But yeah, mate, I think they. I think next week they got. I think Dane Dane Laurie's dropping far too much ball at fullback, and Charlie Staines looked all right yesterday. Like when they move because they end up moving him to fullback. I, th- I think they might have to go with that option for next week because they can't just keep picking the same. The same team after those two performances. Pretty sure a couple of years ago, Staines won the reserve grade player of the year as a fullback. So well, he's a, he is a fullback and he signed with the Tigers hoping that he was going to get a fullback spot because obviously he wasn't going to get it. At- Can Dane Laurie play on the wing or is he, he's just out? Uh, I, mean, I think he might just have to get dropped. You, you can't drop that, min- that much ball in first grade and just keep your spot. And, mate, I reckon yeah. Luke Brooks is... And my brother said this at the start of the year. The issue with Luke Brooks has always been there's been no one knocking at the door. And then they've gone and signed. It's they did, though. They Brennan. did have someone knocking on the Who? door, man. They had that Jock Madden. Oh, yeah. Mate, and, and they gave him a go and he looked good. Like, you can't just be a superstar as a rookie kid. Yeah, You've I got guess to give so. a guy a chance. And if you're not going to give him a chance... That's why these guys go, and Luke Brooks stays, and he's just the same Luke Brooks. Look, you know, I, I don't, I don't like bagging him, right? I want him to go good. I got mate two of Tigers fans. I like going for the underdog, but man, he's he's just not that good. Uh, and mate, Brendan Wakeham is absolutely killing it the last two weeks in reserve grade. Yeah, well, yeah, the know, West, the Magpies are undefeated, aren't they? Well, you but, know what? When he was playing in the World Cup for Fiji, he was good. Yeah. Wouldn't hurt he's, a, to try. he's a ball, he's a proper halfback. He's a ball playing halfback. And the drama, the drama is, is that they're, they're going to have to make the decision, and it's going to. They're not going to, you know, why? Because he's cowards. on one point. No, it's that, and because he's on one point one million dollars. They could have made the right decision. Look, you know, I've, now that I've seen something that I saw at the end of the game, maybe Jake uh, Jackson Hastings is someone that nobody likes. I don't know, right? But. Man, Jackson Hastings is a far better player than Luke Brooks. Oh no, I don't think anyone. 
I don't think I don't reckon Luke Brooks's fucking mum thinks that Luke Brooks is better than yeah, but someone Jackson did Hastings. because they got rid of Jackson Hastings. Yeah, I don't think it's got anything to do with footballing ability. No. You know, apart because like, let's get into it while we're while we've brought onto the topic. I don't know whether have you guys heard the rumor? This is the rumor that my brothers heard that um when they signed or even before they signed John Bateman. Yeah, I've heard this. Yeah. That John Bateman's going, yeah, I'll come, but I'm not signing until Jackson Hastings is gone. Yeah. I did say that. that. I've heard that they played together in England and they just don't like each other. Mate. He looks like and sounds like the nicest down-to-earth bloke. Did, did that that interview, he says yeah. some really good stuff. He says, yeah, it was high. I want to apologise. But he says all the right thing. Walks up. Can't see him saying, hey, you're a fuckwit. Because Tommy Talao just blows up. Before he even gets a chance. Unless yeah. he's for, unless unless Jackson Hastings starts the conversation with, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> hey, no, no, I reckon he's done. He's gone, I just told him that I'm sorry, but I'm not. Can't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, uh, he broke, and then they, Clemmer he, comes over and does exactly what, what we think Clemmer's going to do. You know, Clemmer uh, looks bad in that. Interview. He might have been the guy in the right. I don't know. Well, yeah. He broke our rule, Clarky, but it was funny. He did. You've, you've broken our number one rule, Gilly. But... <laughs> that was funny. Um, yeah. So, obviously, for those that didn't watch the Tigers game and, and rely on our podcast for a comprehensive review, which people do, uh, Tommy Talao got... Uh, Knocked out and jaw broken. Oh, no, his nose broken in the 36th minute um, after he set up a try. Hastings did the cover tackle and and It didn't look broke. that bad. It didn't look that bad, but he broke his nose and, and knocked him out, which yeah. ruled to lay out for the rest of the game. Is it a knock-on? Was it a knock-on? No, no, was it was the, a try. The, they gave it a try. It was a try. How did he get it out the back? He just he maybe flicked it or maybe just came out the back, but it, it did. It went it. back. Yeah. And then... Post game, Hastings has a Fox Sports interview, and then he's finished and he's walked. He's seen Tommy Talao. He says all the right that. things in the interview as well. Yeah, he goes. Oh, they yeah, talk about it. The, the best, the, the best thing at the interview says that I'm loving being up in Newcastle, being coached by a really good coach in Adam O'Brien. <sighs> reminds me a lot. Reminds me a lot of Michael Maguire. Oh, he loves Michael Maguire. Eh? But then, obviously, it's a massive dig at Tim Sheen. Yeah. Last year. Yeah. 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 Hilarious, but yeah, him, him, and Buddy Talao, like Talao, like you said, he just grabbed him, and and Clemmer's come over, and then Buddy push. Peter Parr, I think it was Peter pushes. Parr, the Buddy Knights. Yeah, Peter with, Parr, he's from yeah. North Queensland, but he's now with the Knights. Yeah, yeah he's grabbed him and 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 taken him away. Let's yeah. go. Yep. Let's go, Young Mate, Jackson. Here's a question, right? If you're a Tigers fan, Clark, you you would have spoken your brother about it, right? If you're a Tigers fan and you hear that Sheens is coming back, Sheens is coming back, and you know. What 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 makes anyone think that anything's going to be any different when he comes out? Like, because there was a little bit of excitement. Oh, he's done it all before, but you forget he hasn't done it in a long time. Yeah. Um, Look, I don't think it, like obviously it would have just been, but Sheen's coming back. coming coming high five. <laughs> coming into the season, I don't think it was based on purely just the Tim Sheen stuff. Obviously, they made Benji's up. coming through. He's never coached. Awesome. <laughs> But yeah, obviously there was initial excitement, but I don't think that's why they were excited when for when the season started. It was obviously they've signed a lot of good players, and mm. 
Good hasn't shady. come to fruition. Good shady. <laughs> it's shady. it's it's no good, is it, mate? Um, Kalen Ponga. Now he's, he's failed his fourth concussion in ten months. Uh, he's indefinitely on the sidelines as a result. Um, as we all know, last year he failed three in a six month six week period. So Can I just say that he was ruled right. out for the whole season. The bloke tackles with his head. Mate, has anyone taught him how to tackle? Seriously, he got, he got pumped, didn't he? Mate, he he got head clashed because he puts his head in the wrong spot. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mate, uh, this is this isn't good for him, eh? No, it's not shit, but yeah, it is shit, and it's shit for Newcastle because he's on what? What's he on? One point five. He's on one point four. Yeah, yeah, highest paid at the moment for some reason this year only. He's on one point four. I don't, I don't, I don't know why. It's some something in there, but it's like, like Logie when Logie was number one. Yeah, really weird. <laughs> uh, or Ben Barber, who's on heaps for a while too. Mm. Mate, um, Jacob Saifidi. Now, he was sent off in this game for a high hit on Jake Simpkin. Uh, he, mate, that was uh, worse than Finucane's. <laughs> it, it was a big one. Look, he's been charged with a grade three reckless high tackle. Uh, carries yep. five matches for early guilty plea at the moment. Uh, to my understanding, uh, he hasn't taken that yet. I think he will, but he's going to have to because he's not going to get off it. It was mate, horrible, mate. Look, it was bad, right? But it was really reactionary too. It wasn't like he he ran ten meters and smashed Jake Simpkin in the head. It was from an X play. I said, said Fanukan. I meant Wade Graham. You think it was worse than Wade <sighs> Graham? It was the I same. I, it's I the same level. I don't think he's, so. he's rushed out. He's look, man. He's rushed out to put on a big shot. He doesn't mean to hit him high, but he's rushed out to put a big shot to get his team on the front foot. Man, and it went the, wrong. Way, the way I look at it is the player, and I forget who ran the ball. The player, I think it was it Dewey. Was Simpkin. No, 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 no. There's a player that ran the ball, and Simpkin ran the X, and then he's gone back in and just clobbered him. Yeah, fantastic read. It was a hor- tackle it was, went wrong. No, I can. Yeah, I know what you. I, I know. I, I know what you're saying there. We're like, um, Wade Graham's is just they've just run in a straight line. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Whereas well, this Saifidi's got, is, yeah. yeah Saifidi's not. He's not. He's not. He's not he knows who's going to get the ball. He's read the. He's read the play. Yeah, I that's think what, he's, he's read yeah. it late. It's just a shit tackle, and that's why yeah, no one bloody went up to him and went, "Oh, you dick!" Like he was like, "Sorry, sorry, 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 sorry." Yeah. And then, oh, like, he showed remorse straight away. Look, man, the <laughs> thing, fact is, he's six foot six or whatever it is, and <laughs> Simkin is about five foot ten. Man, I'm telling you, I think Simkin was still. I think he was playing concussed too because. He had a he come off a big hit earlier and he was bloody dazed from it. And he was I don't know how he didn't get pulled off earlier. I think this is just the you know, cherry on top for him. He'll be out he for was, ages. He, he's another one who's meant to be the next big thing. He hasn't shown much, has he? Man, it's it's only round two, so there's still hope for you for you Tigers fans, but you know, losing Tommy Talao to a head knock. Sean Bloor. Sean Bloor got the early. Sean Bloor. Isaiah Papali is now suspended for one game. Um, what, did he, what, what, what did he get suspended for? Dangerous contact, grade two, dangerous contact. Yeah. You know, Kemba Marlowe's still out. He's not. A, he's not a world beater. Uh, Fanua Pole is another loss. Um, who's indefinite? John Bateman still hasn't started. Like, what's going on with him? I don't know what's going on with him. He's acclimatizing. Apparently, have you heard of that? Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. Got jet lag. <laughs> jet lag from jet two lag. weeks ago. <laughs> anyway, uh, for the Knights. Kalen Ponga and Jaden Braley, uh, Tyson Frizzell, Jack Johns, they, they were all lost during the game. Um, but 
Brazil looked bad. Ankle. He got done with his ankle. Jack John's ankle. Uh, head knocks for Braley and Ponga, mate. They lost four plays and they still won. I don't know how they won this game. The Tigers lost this game, really. And, you know, Adam Elliott was a late scratching. He's out for six to eight weeks. Kurt Mann, six to eight weeks. Um, Sorry, four to six weeks for both of them. It's, yeah. I don't know. Last thing I'll say uh, before we move it on to the Akasha MVP 321s. Devastating news for Alex Twal. He I was going to bring ball. him up. I was just about to bring him up. He lost the ball over the line. And it would have... He still hasn't scored a try. <laughs> so he's never scored in 104 games, and that makes him the second longest drought try scorer um, in the in the history of the game. Anyway, um, Nick, the Kasha MVP 3-2-1s. Look, man, to be brutally honest, I, I don't think he even played very well. <laughs> Uh, Dominic Young got three. Um, off to the off to the Roosters next year. Lucky Roosters. Yeah. Dane Gagai. I mean, did a lot of tackle breaks, and uh, Tyson Frizzell played pretty well before he's uh, did his ankle. Well, I was going to give one to Tyson Gamble, but Clarkie was adamant he didn't want to give it to him. Man, he. You know what? He's a good ball player, Gamble. Yeah, and he, he does plays well. Good passes, but Clarkie, like, he, he can't get a point. You just don't like him. He's a, fucking, he's a fucking piece of shit. You know what? He's the best shit stirrer in the game right now, I reckon. Wait, did you see him with Dewey? Oh, so Dewey he... goes down. Dewey goes down with a cramp. <laughs> and and he's doing the whole cramp thing. I don't know what Frizzell said, but it fixed his cramp. Now what Gamble said. But he kept... Yeah, sorry, Gamble. Gamble, Gamble chased him around. Yeah. Giving him a gobble for like another three or four tackles. I'm telling you, that was his job. <laughs> All right, he goes, my job today is to piss I off Adam Dewey. I like him. I like blokes like that. You Man, know. I don't. I, it's it's filthy, but you know what? It, it is the NRL. And you know what? I wish I knew what he was saying. Adam Dewey, yeah, I'd love to hear it. Adam Dewey just went full from the area mode and just <laughs> wanted to kill him, eh? <laughs> he wanted to kill him. I reckon yeah. no one would shake Tyson Gamble's hand at the end. And he would just be like, yeah, whoa, I won, I won. <laughs> like, he'd <laughs> be such a dick. <laughs> he would have said what I said. Yeah, the the the, the rule breaking word, yep. the C word. Yep. Anyway, last game, boys. The Dragons defeated the Titans thirty two to eighteen. Dragons made their season debut this week. Uh, they claimed victory at Cogra. Uh, Guilty. I thought the Titans only played the first half hour, and then Dragons just took took it away from there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Man, boring game. Yeah, yeah, the last, the last two boring. boring. There's just a lot of. Mate, I'm happy for for game. Dragons fans. I bagged the Dragons. They've had a bit of a shit off season. This is their first game. They look pretty good. Yeah, you know what? they they look like a team that were coming out and playing for their coach. Yeah, that's good. It is. Do you know which what? Is they... the, which is the opposite of what the whole narrative is. Mm. If you if you go through the Dragons side, they're they're actually a pretty good side. Do you know what I mean? Like as long as they're playing. If they're playing well, like you know, the wingers are good. Um, the centers, the two, you know, they're, they're fringe representative centers. Uh, Sloan, they've been talking about. I mean, I talk about Sloan, I think Sloan could be anything, just it's, it's a confidence thing for him. Obviously, they lost. Um, uh, Jack Bird played 13, didn't he? Who played 5 8? Uh, it was Sullivan who made a, who made a couple like a shocking. Tackle yeah. attempt on AJ Brimson, who set up a nice try from that shot. Here's a question: What do you reckon? Oh, you reckon old mate's going to get a chance back in the? Uh, yeah, old, so old, so the, the real the real hammer. So 
Hospitalitas. <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> the real hammer, mate. Alatawa Moan, eh? So Alatawa Moan, the real for those, hammer. For those that didn't see, he was on the no-fault stand-down policy, and now he's not on it. So... You know why? Because they've dropped, they've they've changed the charge, and because it is doesn't right? fit in the no stand down. Is that right? Um, I didn't know that. It's a lesser charge. Yep, that's why. Oh, okay. And then it's it, it, then now if he fits under the no stand down policy. Look, I don't know. I mean, if he go, if he if he if he's guilty, uh, I don't I don't know I don't know enough about the court matter. I better not comment. I'm just thinking out loud that if he's guilty, like, is it a smart idea to bring him back in to play, and then he goes? Do you know what I mean? Well, for a period well, of time. Well, what's his name? Francis Molo was found guilty for domestic violence intimidation, and he played this week. So he I don't played think. Well, actually, yeah. Well, he that's what I'm well. saying. So, and he did. Yeah, that's, bloody... that's that's bizarre. So, anyway, mate. That's um, uh, Kieran Foran was supposed to be out for the whole year, apparently, and it turns out his knee injury was just a cork. So he was there. Um, <laughs> that Carm Pereira. Uh, for the Titans, uh, I thought he had a, a an NRL lesson. Uh, he made a few errors. Uh, I, I'd say more than a few errors in this game. Uh, so you know, he stepped out and he almost scored the try, but he had a whole foot up the line. Yeah, there's that. There was the one where the ball's gone out and he decided to catch it and run out. He's dropped a couple balls. He's led in a couple tries. Like it's a bit of a learning curve for him. So you know, he'll get there. I think. He, I think you know they've been talking about him. Hundred percent, but. You know, he's, you know, if you've got Brian Kelly and, um, you know, coming back, you know, and you're playing, you've played bad again, you know, you can't keep him, can you? <sighs> so anyway, um, the other thing I wanted to bring up uh, to Clarkie's um, delight is uh, David Fafita re-signed with the Titans for the next three years. Uh, and he's taken a lesser contract for $800,000 a year, Clarkie. What do you think of that? I don't think I didn't think I was that forceful in the. Oh, you in were. Recruit, You're pretty the, bad. Yeah. <laughs> no, might have had a few under the belt, but um. <laughs> what do you think of that, Clarky? Eh? Look, mate, the way he's been playing outside of um Kieran Foran, mm-hmm. yeah, he's looking more like an eight hundred thousand dollar player. That's, he was that's... an eight hundred thousand dollar player last year. No, that's. Hey, they moved him to the left. Have you noticed that? That's where he should be. Yeah. That's where it should be, just like for uh, kick, like kick out. is. Yeah. yeah, but um, yeah, you're you're a bit uh, uh, harsh on the the amount when we posted it in our personal group chat um, between the three of us. But um, you don't seem to be too pissed off about it, which is fair because no, but and again, like it's another game under the, another game that I've seen him play outside of Kieran Foran. Like, obviously, the issue wasn't David Fafita last year; it was the ball players. Mm. I mean, I, I just think, look, I think there's, it's a bit of both. I think that he's so talented. He, does it, I don't think there's any other players in the game that can do what he can do. Do you know what I mean? Like, is there another player that you know that can pick the ball up at dummy half at 50 metres and score a try? Mm. No. And run over six players? No. But and that's why, pay, I, think, you... I think that's why Clarkie sort of frustrated, like as a, as a fan from the outside, that's why you're frustrated. You go, he's gone so much money. And he does it so little, and and sometimes he looks a little unfit, and he does. He doesn't now, but he has. And then the the facts are that 
the ball players weren't getting in the ball in, in good position. So does that mean that the coach isn't good enough to teach him where to be in the right position? Is he not good enough to teach the ball players where they've got to put the ball to put him mm. in the best position? Good point. Yeah. Mate, um, focusing on the Dragons now, uh, they had um, they had Ben Hunt have a – I thought he had a, a you know, fantastic game. Uh, Clarkie, initially you had the Dragons coming last. You've obviously changed that now, uh, which we all gave ourselves a chance to do. Um, and pr- pretty much their whole season hinges on Ben Hunt being fit, and and that's that's why we've got we've all got the Dragons in our bottom four or bottom five. I've got them um, You changed it to the Knights. Yeah, the Knights. Yeah, yeah. but um. <laughs> They're going to be. I can't see the Knights winning too many games. No, anyway. no, 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 no. But anyway, they had a they had a kid. Uh, he was a prop turn second. Oh, sorry, a second row turn prop in Toby Couchman make his debut. Uh, he got a head knock in the game. Uh, he's just re-signed along with his brother today. So that's that's good news for the club. Uh, he seems like a good little good little prospect uh, for the future. Uh, other than that, the Dragons had Jack DeBellin out. Uh, he'll be back this week, and they've obviously got Cody Ramsey out for the whole season. Uh, for the Titans, Pat Herbert, Aaron Booth, they're out till mid-season. And obviously, if we didn't cover it last week, I don't remember if we did or not, Bo Furmore is a big loss. He's out for the season for yeah, the Titans. Massive, massive loss for the Titans. That, that's a big loss, which, you know, could contribute to their demise in this game. But um, Yeah, but it might be. They've replaced that side with the feeder. What have they done with the other side? Do you know what I mean? Like, mm. like Tino still had a, a great game out, but... He can't do everything, can he? He had to because he had a real quiet game last week. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, credit to the Dragons, mate. We'll get to Akasha MVP three MVP three two ones, but there was a, a handful of players that actually stood out for the Dragons. Do you know, do you know one that I know Clarky loves? We talk about him often. Clarky has got a soft spot in his heart for him. Jacob Liddell had a good game. <laughs> Little. He did. Little. Little. <laughs> yeah. He did. He was he was the next big thing. He was the next big thing at the Tigers. He's another next big thing at the Tigers. Yeah. No, nah, he, he he played well. He did play really well. Who we got for three two ones, Nick? Three two ones. Blake Laurie, monster game. Do you reckon he's knocking on the door for origin? No, oh, it's way too early to call that. Eh? Mm, I don't think so. Ben Hunt, two. Ravala. Mate, just on that. He's he's already he's built for origin, though. Do you know Who? what I mean? Laurie. Blake Laurie, yeah. It'd be interesting. We'll see what happens. Ben Hunt, too. I mean, he could have got three. Um, and Ravalara, he just, when he's on, he's, when he's, on, he's on. He he does so much work and he runs mm-hmm. 210, 220 metres, whatever it was. Yeah. Boys, we'll move on to the round three rapid fire tips. Clarkie, you start with you. You're here this week, so we can do that. Uh, first game, Seagulls versus the Eels at Brookvale. Oh, dear God. Obviously, um, there's a subject to change got by the way, guys, because like we are usually recording before Teamless Tuesday, so subject to change, but Clark. Oh, I'm going to go manly. Guilty? Man, I'm hopeless. I'm picking the Eels. Uh, I'm going to tentatively pick the Eels as well, actually, because they need to win a game in the next five weeks, and they've been close the last two. Uh, game two, the Knights versus the Dolphins at Newcastle. That should be good. Mate, Knights of they're decimated. I'm gonna I reckon Dolphins three and yeah. I can't mm. see the Knights won't have any players. Hashtag yeah. fins up. Hashtag, <laughs> hashtag fins up, boys. Dolphins for me as well. 
Uh, game awful. three, the traditional blockbuster, the Roosters versus the Rabbitohs at Moore Park. Ah, oh, Souths. 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 Roosters are way too slow at the blocks. Uh, game four, the Titans versus the Storm at Gold Coast. Very interesting with all the injuries that the Storm have. Surely Storm has to back, bounce back. I'm going to get the Titans. Mm, I'm picking Titans too. I think I'm on uh, so far guilty and I have the same tips, Clarky. Mm-hmm. But they could change. Uh, we'll wait till Teamless Tuesday comes out. Uh, game five, the Cowboys versus the Warriors at Townsville. Cowboys. 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 Game six, the Broncos versus the Dragons at Brisbane. Broncos. 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 Game seven, the Bulldogs versus the Tigers at Belmore. These are easy. Bulldogs. <laughs> Bulldogs. Sorry, Bulldogs. Game eight, the Raiders versus the Sharks at Canberra. These are real rapid-fire tips. This one's a hard one, I reckon. Harder. Sure, Canberra have to start this. Canberra have to get a win. Mm. Fuck. Um, I, I'm going to go Raiders. Tough, yeah, I'm going to go Raiders too. I just think Raiders are going to just – yeah, I'm going Raiders. I think they're going to force, force it. Mm. Their forwards just keep rolling forward. I know they haven't won, but they've been close to two games. Yeah. And if Papa Lee comes back, maybe it'll, it'll smooth me over. But I'm going to say Sharks for now, but I'm not confident about that. And obviously the bye goes to the Panthers. But anyway, we're checking in around the grounds. Nick, actually. I should be more specific because our boy Clarky systematically steps out during this uh, segment. But anyway, uh, to bed. yeah, he's got to go. Um, this is the segment for all non-NRL related rugby league coverage. And we will start with the Super League round four results. Some big, big results this week, Nick. Game one, the Catalans Dragons defeated the Wigan Warriors 18 points to 10. It was played in snowy conditions in Wigan. Uh, the Dragons won without Mitchell Pearce, Sam Tompkins, and Siwa Tokeaho, and are still undefeated after four rounds. I say, go you good thing. Game two. The Warrington Wolves defeated Hull Kingston Rovers 18-10. to Warrington are also undefeated. Uh, their new forward pack recruits in Paul Vaughan, Sam Cassiano, and Thomas McKayley are ripping up each week, Nick. Yep. They're doing very well. They're doing very well. Uh, game three, the Leeds Rhinos defeated Wakefield Trinity 26-0. Uh, Wakefield are going atrocious at the moment. Uh, they haven't scored a point in the last three games. Not a single point, Nick. Three games you know in what? a row. Why? Because they're not the Wildcats. That's why. You're right. That's why. Yep. Uh, they are still winless this season, along with Castleford. So in game fourth, Huddersfield Giants defeated Castleford Tigers 36-6. Did game... you see a coronation there? Tigers, Tigers, Tigers. Oh, good one, Nick. Yeah. Good one. Maybe the Tigers will be 0-4. Like... coronation, I mean correlation. Correlation of the nation. Just like the Catalans Dragons are undefeated, like the St. George of the Warrior Dragons. Interesting. One one. One oh, one. oh, oh, oh. Uh, the... <laughs> the um, game five, Southford Red Devils defeated Hull FC sixty to fourteen. Nick, oh. Hull FC were dreadful. They were turnstiles through all areas of their defensive line, and their home crowd booed them nonstop. It was bad. It was really bad. It was like extraordinarily bad. You got to watch the highlights. It's ridiculous. Um, 
But the last game, which is not awful, this is actually wild. Uh, the Lee Leopards defeated St. Helens 20 to 12. That's massive. So it was 12 0 at half time to Saints and then 20 unanswered points in the second half. The Lee Leopards. Mate, the cra- mate, I'm telling you, I, I sent you the highlights. That crowd was insane. They bedazzled them with their jerseys. Yeah, that's right. With their, with their leopards. That's right. And when they chased them, they saw the tail of the leopard as they couldn't catch them. Weird, right? But uh, the Saints have lost twice in a row. Uh, it's not great. Not a great start for their five-peat prospects. And maybe it's a um, bit of jet lag from being world champions. I don't know. And being a bit of bloody, I don't know, championship hangover. Oh, I Who knows? Know. They're going for five in a row. Yeah. Uh, looking at the main headlines in the Super League this week, uh, the Sydney Roosters are set to announce the signing of 20-year-old Wakefield Trinity winger Lewis Murphy. Who Who's signing him? Sydney Roosters. 2024. He's on a dollar, is he, or something? <laughs> a dollar a match. Mate, um, unfortunately for Lewis Murphy, uh, he's ruptured his ACL this week, uh, last week, so he's out for the season. However... Uh, him, along with Dominic Young, they're set to replace uh, Daniel Tupo. So, and, you know, I think Dominic Young will be on the right edge for the Roosters and this Lewis Murphy is set to be on the left edge on the wings. So two pommy wingers for the Roosters next year. Nick, what do you reckon? Um, yeah, I don't think one of them's going to play at all. And I think the other one is under the sombrero. <laughs> Fuck you! You just cannot give the Roosters anything, can you? No, 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 no. Okay. This week, Sam Tompkins announced he will retire at the end of the season. So, Sam Tompkins' tail of the tape here is pretty um, colourful. So he's won the Man of Steel award twice. Uh, he's a three-time Super League Grand Final winner, all for Wigan, 2010, 2013. And 2018, uh, he won two Challenge Cups. He's represented England 33 times. So he's capped 33 times for his national team. Uh, he started his career in 2008 with the Wigan Warriors. He left them uh, in 2014 for the New Zealand Warriors. He played 37 games in the NRL and returned to Wigan for a further three seasons. Uh, and then since 2019, he has played for the Catalans Dragons he now has amassed 332 first grade games across the Super League and NRL and still counting. And that's his 15 year professional career in a minute, Nick. Yeah, he's pretty, he was good. He was good in England. He was good internationally. Um, I just feel he was, he was pretty good when he was playing for the Warriors. Yeah, he, had, he was, he was red, red, uh, what's it called? Rocks and Diamonds. Yeah, but I just don't think he was here long enough. Yeah, I wish he was here a bit longer because I yeah. think he would have, yeah. But I remember he came in with Isaac Luke and, and um, Sean Johnson and it just didn't pan out the way that – I think RTS as well was there at the time and it just didn't pan out the way that everyone thought it would. Just uh, quickly, some New South Wales Cup and Queensland Cup news. Uh, New South Wales Cup is into its second round. Uh, the Jets, Bulldogs, Magpies, Warriors and Panthers are undefeated. Uh, the Queensland Cup kicked off their first round this weekend. Um, 
The Redcliffe Dolphins and Brisbane Tigers match, however, was cancelled because of the weather this week. So we'll cover those competitions a bit more thoroughly when the competitions develop. But let's finish this episode with the bunker review and bring Clarkie back, Nick. Let's do it. All right, boys, let's get into our final segment, the Sideline Stories Bunker Review. Now, we've got two topics today, uh, pretty in-depth ones, mind you, but let's go. Topic number one, the ARL Commission is finally set to meet this week. So this was discussed in the preseason, and I I, I kept this note because I was like, they haven't spoken about it, and now it's finally coming to fruition um, and will be discussed this week in a meeting uh, where the ARLC will implement or think about implementing a mandatory 11-day stand-down period for players that fail their HIA. So How, how long? 11 days. So you're out for two weeks? Well, I think or, it's or to say you're out for one game and then they monitor you for game two. So for anyone wondering, the Super League have been doing this for the past two seasons. And in fact, this year they upped it to 12 days. And I don't know why, but they, they that's what they've done. So that could include a second game depending on when you play. So, so, so what are the, just so if you failed your HIA, that's when you get it. It's when you fail your HIA. Okay. So it's 11 days from there. And then you need a doctor's clearance, which, a medic- which you know, they've got doctors on the clock. So they'd probably get that clearance. But I want to hear your thoughts, boys, and whoever wants to go first, go first. But the, the, the question is, is what do you think of the potential mandatory 11-day stand-down, stand-down period for HIAs, failed HIAs? I like it. Yeah, I can't see an issue with it. Mates, the thing about it, and I am going to shed some light on the way that rugby league is in Australia and England are dealing with it from grassroots up. So I've got a friend uh, of mine who has a son playing in uh, the Canterbury Junior Rugby League District. And his son got a head injury in, in, in the game. I think he's under nines or under tens. And he got a head injury in a game. Didn't get concussed, but, you know, got a pretty what, severe head what injury. What was the head injury? Uh, so because they play on uh, smaller fields, he's he's gone into a gate after making a, a after scoring a try. A gate? How, a gate. How, what do you mean he doesn't have a concussion then? How do you know he, he doesn't have so, so, so what happened? I'll tell you what happened. If you well, listen they to old, Did they play at Old Trafford? They played at Old Trafford. You're right. Yes. So what's happened is... He's gotten this head injury and they said, oh, you got to take your son to hospital, which is which is what you do as, as a loving parent anyway. Uh, but there was a an NRL official there who saw it and he said, oh, did your son get, did, get injured or did your player get injured, whoever he spoke to? And they said, yes, he did, head injury. And they went, oh, okay, he's out for two weeks. He cannot play. He cannot train for the next two weeks because they're taking it that seriously from the grassroots up, which I found astonishing in a good way. Uh, I don't know if it is, because if you have a head injury and it just happens someone scratched your head 
or poked your eye, does that mean well, you're out as well? I think it's the circumstances of what's happened to this boy. So he's hit his head, so there's a possibility of concussion. That's what we're saying. Even that, So he's been cleared of a concussion by the doctors at hospital. However, it's still a head injury. Yeah, like yeah, no, I but know what you're saying, Dan. But well, like, how do, how does a doctor at the hospital know that he hasn't had concussion? Well, that's probably why they're saying two weeks. Yeah, but don't you think that's a bit wild? Like, do, did you know that that was the protocol for kids? I thought you were going to say something else. I thought you were going to say head injury. You're out for the year. That's I thought, thought you were yeah, say. mate. To be fair, I thought you were going to say. I thought you were going to say four weeks. Yep. Oh, fair enough. But did I, I, I didn't? didn't realize... I didn't. I didn't know that was a thing. No. But yeah, I thought you were going to say, oh, because their kids are out for yeah four weeks, or what Gilby said, oh yeah, mate. The the NRL. This is another thing that they were talking about in the preseason, and late uh, recently they've um, just quietly announced this. Uh, they've delayed uh, the junior footy policy. So for those that didn't listen to our end of season bunker review in twenty twenty two, which is our last season, our last episode of last season. Uh, NRL and the New South Wales Rugby League, because the Queensland Rugby League are already doing this, uh, we're going to implement the junior footy policy, which restricts junior players from tackling, abolishes competition points, ladders, grand finals, and winning or losing. Now, we spoke, about, we spoke about it last week, uh, last year, Guilty. Um, Clark, I don't think you were on that episode. But the NRL have delayed this decision due to mass backlash from junior clubs, parents, and players. You don't learn in life to lose. That's the I way it so. works. I think so too. And the tackling thing is also red hot because I'm going to get into it soon about what, what happened over in England with rugby. And our correspondent, Dr. X, has responded to that. Just just before you go on with that, you know, the question you asked before about um, did you think it was right about the kid being having to take two weeks off? Mm. Man, I think that if you show signs of concussion, you should be more like what Clarky said. If, if you like five weeks, maybe if they're kids, they're growing. Yeah. I don't have a drama with, and I know the kid will go, "Oh, there's nothing wrong with me, and I want to play." I understand yeah. that, but mate, they're kids. Mate, I think this is two weeks without, like you know, it's a head in, a head. See, in I don't understand like, that. I, I think that there's if no signs of anything, I think that's weird. It's fair game. To me, well, I just think it's weird if there's no signs of anything. But they might say, well, kids might still have concussion but not be able to not show. Some kids might not be able to hide it or not show signs of it. But if you've got, like, I remember as a kid playing and seeing a kid get not knocked out but concussed hmm. and he was back the next week and he was fine, right? I mean, look, he was fine to play as far as we were all concerned at that time period. But... He should probably have gone off. Well, now with what we know now, he probably should have had five weeks off. It's just not enough research, is there, to to definitively answer this? Is there, mate? Well, um, there, there I, is I, something, now, though, isn't there? There is now. They're talking about it now. I don't We're, think. I don't think it's definitive, but like, but I don't think don't, you can. You can because we can't open up our heads. Well, that's exactly right. We can only do our best, mate. Something that I I kind of. I applaud the NRL for is instead of implementing that junior footy policy, which has just been criticized, they are now providing all junior kids with a headgear instead. It's like everyone gets a free headgear. Here you go. Oh, actually, that, that reminds me of something. Which, has, think which was weird. 
when um, Marnie was wearing headgear. Re- who? Reed Marnie? No. Oh, Joe, no. Joey Manu. Yeah, he didn't, look like, he didn't look like he It did. looked odd. It just looked yeah. odd. I went, that doesn't look right. Sorry, Clark, are you going to say something? Yeah, I don't think there's... I th- I don't think there's any research that supports it. I'm pretty sure all the research says that um, headgear does absolutely nothing for brain trauma. Ask Caelan Ponga. The only thing it does from the research, this is my understanding, is it stops cuts. And cauliflower ears. And cauliflower ears. And that's, from, right. that's from, I've heard that a number of times from the NRL physio. You know when, um, mm. when Luke Bird first came into first grade at Parramatta, he 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 was well known for wearing headgear. He never wore headgear in his entire professional career. Do you know why? Why? Because Brian Smith told him he wasn't allowed to wear it. You weren't allowed to wear headgear at Parramatta. Well, why? It restricted your vision. <laughs> that was that was I, the reason. I, I'd say it restricts vision, but I, you know, like I wouldn't wear one. But yeah, I, I I tried wearing it and I looked horrible. And I just went, I can't wear this. I look ridiculous. I, I need to look good as a prop. Well, I didn't play prop back then, mate. Uh, what'd you play? I, I, I moved gradually from the back to the front because <laughs> you got jacked because you're a monster. Yeah, I used to. I did way too many weights. Not uh, mm-hmm. and it, and it hampered me big time. It made me way slower. So, mate, um, I just wanted to bring this up before we move on to our last topic. Um, Doctor X. So, like I said, he replied to our discussion way back in episode seventy five regarding England rugby's position to eradicate tackling above the waist from 2024 onward rugby union in the UK, uh, as we spoke about is currently being sued for negligence surrounding concussion. And as a result, want to implement this rule, which is I don't know how they don't tackle above the waist, man. There's a lot wrong with it, but Dr. X responded and this is what he had to say. And I quote, it feels like, a purely reactionary decision that does not address the issue at hand. More resources should be put into correctly treating head injury rather than fundamentally changing the game to eliminate them altogether, which it probably won't anyway. I don't think any rugby league players would advocate for a rule like that because of how dramatically it would change the game. Plus, I imagine a rule like that would come with an added injury risk to the legs of the player and would surely increase the incidence of players ducking into tackles for the legs and coming off second best. Overall, a super short-sighted reactionary decision from the RFU that is almost certainly not evidence-based. I say well said, Doctor. Very well Can said. Can I ask a question, Dan? Yeah. Next time he gives us some information and you mm. read it out verbatim, can you talk like Professor X? <laughs> Here we go. The same old I w- joke. I, I wanted. I thought <laughs> you were gonna. I thought you were gonna come with um. You were. You were gonna play a recording, and it was gonna be like the muscle, the muscle, the muscle, the <laughs> like the dentist that can't show his face on TV. <laughs> Magneto. <laughs> Look, uh, I'm keen to hear what he has to say about this um this mandatory stand down. But we're no, all I'm, 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 I'm making fun. Look, it's a big deal that we get this guy that's giving us his view, and he's someone who has has. It's not like he's a GP who's just going, "Hey, hey, guys, he's a bit of GP talk." He's, <laughs> he's, he's, a, he's a doctor who's done some research into into head head knock. So yeah, so we'll see what happens with that, and we'll get his reply when 
when he listens to the episode, which he does every week. After Last one, boys. Magneto. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, topic number two in the last topic. Uh, expansion, boys, has gone into overdrive, serious overdrive this time. Uh, all the talk about the Dolphins being a failure has just been thwarted after their two wins in a row uh, against quality opposition as well. Uh, their TV ratings have been through the roof. Uh, their club off the field is probably the most sustainable. Um, it's up there anyway. Uh, over the weekend, a report emerged uh, that the federal government, so listen to this one, boys. I, this is really wild. So the federal government will provide the NRL with $20 million in annual funding over 20 years. So $400 million for three expansion clubs. The three clubs that they, that they, that they want, which we don't know what they are yet, are slated to join systematically over the next decade. So by 2032, the idea is to have a 20-team NRL premiership. The federal government have put their foot forward for a Pacifica team, but there's five prospects here. Obviously, the like like I said, the government wants the Pacifica team. So they want the first team to be based out of Cairns, but they play their matches in Queensland, Papua New Guinea, Samoa, and Tonga. That's the team that they're going to heavily bankroll. The second one is likely to be the North Sydney Bears in Perth, so the Perth Bears, but we don't know if the Bears are actually going to commit to Perth. They might commit elsewhere. That's the that's the the rumor. I, I heard something that they'd be happy to go to Perth as long as they got something like five, four games at North Sydney. Overalls yeah, yeah. Or something along those lines. We spoke about this a, f- a few like last year at some yeah. point. They want the colors. They want the the like the Bears to be the emblem. Um, they don't they don't care about the geographical location, and they want two games at um, North Sydney Oval. That's what they want. Anything else is fair game. They don't care who it is. So it sounds like they would go with this Pacifica team as well if it was to be a thing, which the government, I think it's a government ploy to um, strengthen relations with the Pacific nations, but they are like adamant, like we'll give you $400 million over 20 years if you give us a Pacific Islands team. So that's it's a bit broad though, isn't it? It's broad. very broad. Um, then you got the be fighting about who gets where. And, yeah, it'd be, it could be a schmozzle, but I'll, I'll get your opinions in a sec. The other three who are also genuine contenders, a second New Zealand team, a third Brisbane team. So the Firehawks or the Jets or the Adelaide Rams. So there's the five why, prospects. Why? What are you, well, Guilty, I'll start with you. Who, yeah. If you're to pick three, who are they and in what order? I know, I know the prospects you're given, and I, I'm pretty sure we talked about we've talked about this before in one of the bunker reviews. It might have been last year, even or the year before. Man, I just don't understand why they don't tap into Northern Territory. Yeah, you love you love that idea, don't you? It, because they don't gonna... have they don't have a sporting team. I reckon they just got no financial backing there. Yeah, I don't know. Looking at the talent, why why can't you do the Pacifica team out of Darwin? Yeah, good question. Why Cairns? Like Cairns would already be a stronghold for um North the Cowboys. Mm. Yeah. See, yeah. see, Cairns is another four hours north by car. Do you know? That? From from Brisbane. 
From, from, from Brisbane? Fucking hell, Dan. From Townsville. From Townsville. Yeah. I don't it's know the geography. I'd, I'd, imagine geography. A, I'd imagine it'd be like nine hours from Brisbane. I don't know. You know, it's funny. It's, like, it, it's, it's <laughs> You don't realise how far, how, how big North Queensland is. Do you know what I mean? Hmm. They do have a massive geographical location. But you've got like all those teams like Mackay. Um, Rockhampton. Rock, Rocky. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Toowoomba. you got all, like, central Queensland there. There's my geography. Hey, yeah, yeah, you feel that. Toowoomba's a bit further. Toowoomba's a bit further west. Oh, sorry, my geography sucks again. Yeah, but those other two teams that you mentioned, like that, that they're, they're towns in between um, Townsville and uh, Cairns. Well, firstly, actually, let me let me back bat it back again. And Clarky, this is open to you as well. Do you like the idea of a twenty-team competition? Just on the face, don't don't go into too much. Just do you think that's no. a good idea for a decade away? Oh, yeah, just just on no nuance at all. Yeah, why not? Twenty teams, there's more. Yeah, you go. Three hundred forty-seven kilometers. Sorry to interrupt. Three hundred forty-four hours and ten minutes from Townsville to Cairns. Jeez, but yeah, so people think they're just up the road. They're not. I don't. I, I don't think twenty teams are sustainable. But yeah, I'm not in ten oh, years. I, I agree. I don't think it's sustainable in 10 years. I don't think 17 teams, to be fair, is sustainable now, to be honest. I, I just don't think the the Dolphins, I know they're winning. They're winning with their side that's on the paddock now. Um, I don't think there's enough depth in that side. Man, the way I'd do it is, like, look, the, when you create teams, I think it creates it creates pathways, more pathways for people, yep. which in, in time it will bear fruit. I don't think you can create three teams, four, sorry, Four teams, including the Dolphins, in 10, I reckon 10 years. That's, four that's years way too tw- quick. Four years in t- four teams in 20 years. That's what I reckon. Yeah, I reckon I reckon they should do five one years. every five years, 100%. Yeah. I, I'm with that because you get a lot of time, one every five, six years. Yeah. You can do that. I, I think three in 10 years is, is a bit of a stretch. And you know um, what you do? You, yeah. you, you just rape, rape England. Oh my god! Bring all their players in. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Nick! It's not all the bad not, words that I... Not literally, not literally <laughs> rape them. Just bring all their players over. Pilfer, baby, raid. Pilfer, Pilfer. raid. Um, go out. Um, purchase. Um, you know what? You, you know, you, you guys, you guys are just being silly now because we're on, <laughs> on air. You know what I mean. <laughs> Right uh, or purchase? Rape and purchase. They're so far away. Stop using that word. <laughs> um, anyway, to come back to your original question. Yeah, the three teams, Clarky. Yeah, mate. Hundred. I've gone. I've. I think. I've. I feel like this is about the twentieth time I've said it. But the Perth Bears, to me, they're number one. I would have put the Perth Bears in before the before the Dolphins. Yeah. Um, I actually spoke to a. Uh, an old Bears fan the other day, and um, mm. who's who still follows rugby league, doesn't have a team anymore, just follows the sport. And I said, "Oh, would you follow the Perth Bears?" And he said, "Only on one condition, and the one condition was that they have to play at least one game at North Sydney Oval." Yeah. He didn't even he didn't even really care about the colours so much it was more just it can't just be perth bears over in perth they have to play and of course they will because yeah that's it, right it wouldn't be the bears but it, i've got a question when did when did the um 
Northern Eagles just become Manly again. Was it 02? Two, ye- two years it was Northern Eagles, and then it yeah, went back so to Manly. So it would have been 02. Yeah, yeah, right. It just Perth just makes sense with the time zone. Everything makes sense over there. Yeah, I'm uh, with you. 100%. And I, again, I've said it a couple of times. We we missed the boat in terms of because they got rid of the Western Force in the Super Rugby. They're yeah. back in it now, so we missed the boat in terms of trying to raid the the rugby fans that were left over because they had nothing else to watch. But um, mm. and I I think the I think the if you're going to go with the Brisbane team, that has to be the that has to be the last one because again, you got to make think, sure that New Zealand, the New Zealand team, you can't put another team in New Zealand. Yeah, they can't no, no, but right I mean, now. if no, no, but I mean, if you're going to do a if I, I I wouldn't agree with bringing in a New Zealand team at all, but if you're going to bring in a Brisbane team, they have to be the third. You can't make them the first or second because you have to wait and see how well. The Dolphins, though, you can't just go. Oh, Dolph- Dolphins are doing well. Fucking bang! Here's a, th- here's a third. Uh. So, that's my opinion. So you reckon you reckon Perth? I reckon Northern Territory. Like you yeah, said, I, probably I no agree with that. Hundred percent. And and I I don't think Adelaide. I just I'd I go Adelaide I'd... if the if Brisbane if the Brisbane was depleted so much, and you didn't want to bring in the third Brisbane, I'd go with Adelaide. I just don't, I just don't see just there's to make a, a bit small, more national. There's small market. There's small market in AFL as well, Adelaide. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I just don't think there's enough want there. There's not there's not enough people. Northern Territory, Perth, who else? Yep, I got those two, and a Pacifica team I'd be happy with as well. Even if, like I said, basic cans. I'm not I'm not too. Wait. I just think that we, if you call it a Pacifica team, there's going to be issues with regards to there's a there's a lot of different cultures. Are you are you combining all like you know what I mean? Like are you combining all of them? Are you going to run with one? Like what? what? Mate, like look, they've I'm... already got like they currently got the headhunters. They're playing in the um, they were playing in the Queensland Cup. Yeah, they are still are. Yeah, yeah. mate, how are they going? How do they normally go? Well, they just they just played their first game, and they beat the Western Clydesdales. So, yeah, right. Okay, I think the Western Clydesdales are, are the old Toowoomba. Yeah, they are. Fair enough. Yeah, Mates, look, mate. Why not? Why not? Why not just see how they go and use them? I don't understand why we need. A, let's just get all the cultures. It doesn't make sense to me. Look, I'd love to throw a lot of these expansion clubs. I've said this before into Div Two, so New South Wales Cup, Queensland Cup. Uh, however, if the government's like, here's four hundred million dollars over twenty years. We're going to give you $20 million a year for expansion. Like, it makes so much sense. Like, you're literally giving the NRL money. I'm all about it. Yeah. So, well, why not? Why not? Why not say it's up in New Guinea's and you create a stadium over there? You, you know, you'll automatically create tourism into that country. Like, look, I'm not totally a fave with regards to how far it, how far is it from Samoa and Tonga to Papua New Guinea? I don't, I don't know. I'm not too sure. But the the it's also at the moment not the safest country. Port Moresby is the capital, and it's not the safest. That's another. That's true. Uh, issue. But man, with an influx of money, that changes. You, oh, you'd ho- like to hope so. But yeah. on the face of it, if I'm picking three clubs in this order, it's the Perth Bears. Makes so much sense. I'm with Clarky. Uh, second is a Wellington team, so a second New Zealand team to rival the Warriors because rivalry works. 
And I'd love to see ideally the Adelaide Rams come back. Um, but if if I'm the Rams are sheep as well. I just think it's a shittest animal. Good reason not to pick them. Yeah. But if look, if I could have another selection. <laughs> um we go I go for the sheep. Who you go for? The sheep. They're the Rams. Anyway, They're the Rams, the little the male sheep. <laughs> if if I'm to if I'm to pick a Queensland club, I'll go central Queensland. Uh that just covers that, you know, that corridor there. But the crushes. Queensland, that was South Queensland, but anyway, all good. Yeah, but they were, cent- they were central, central what? South Queensland. No, they weren't. There's nothing in the middle of Queensland, Dan. Okay. <laughs> there's not. Anyway, let's just go. <laughs> Whatever. There's a desert. <laughs> Whatever. Anyway, let's end this episode. Thank you, boys. Uh, we had a big one. I told you it was a big one today. Uh, boys, thanks for coming on again. Welcome back, Clarky. Um, we need this dynamic of all three, and I love it. It's always a pleasure, never a chore. And a big thank you to our sponsors, Akash and Rusty Penny. And for everyone tuning into episode 80 of the Sideline Story Rugby League podcast, that's a wrap from us here. Guilty, learn to stop swearing next week. Go the Bulldogs. Glory, glory. <laughs> See you, boys. Yeah, let's go to Snakes. How good are our ratings? How good are our ratings going? Yeah, they're good. They're good. They're, we're growing, Nick. We're growing. No, we might we might not next week because you're swearing. Less children, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right. See you, boys.